This episode of Fort Worth Famous is brought to you by Guy Snoop, the Jerry Jonestown Massacre Podcast, and Plastic Object Photography. And now, here are two California girls who have become Fort Worth Famous, Ivy Anderson and Susie Ramone! Hello. Hello. It is episode 66 in the Treehouse. I'm Susie. And I'm Ivy. Oh, man. What's up? This is the last episode in the Treehouse. Oh, it is the last episode in the Treehouse. And that's sad. It is. I mean, can we call the new place the Treehouse? Not really. No. No, It's uh -uh. on the first floor. It's a submarine. We're going to come up with a different name for it, but it is not a treehouse, and oh, that was sadder than I thought it was going to be, actually. (laughs) It is. It is. I mean, this view of the treetops is, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On, onward and upward, new adventures await. I guess we can call it the cabana because it faces the pool. Oh, yeah. The cabana. I like it. Cute. We're going to be moving soon to the cabana. Also, in lieu of the move and some general major life events that are coming up over the next couple of months, this may be our last podcast. Well, it is our last podcast for a while, maybe until the new year. Yeah. We might do something in December, but we might wait till the new year. Maybe we could do like one a month, like one in November and one in December. You know what? That's fair. Let's do one in November and one in December. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So one in October, one in November, <laughs> one in December, and then we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming yeah. in the new year. Mm-hmm. We've also already been talking about goals that we've got in the new year, so we're planning ahead already. And yeah. it's just now Susie Palooza 2022. Yep. My birthday's on Friday, everybody. Woo! I injured myself. I'll tell you about it later, but it's kind of really hurting me right now. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It was worth it. But <laughs> it was worth it. The injury was worth it. Yeah. I was, uh, I don't know, doing something at my house the other day and I looked down and I've got a massive bruise that's got like a bump right here in my crease of my elbow. I was like, how did I do that? And then I remembered walking into something and thinking, oh, that's going to leave a bruise. So I have a big bruise on my leg. Uh-huh. I don't know where it is now. Maybe it's already healed up. But I I was like, what the heck happened to me? Except it was a perfectly straight line, which means I walked right into something. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And absolutely. It's hard to say exactly what it was, but yeah, I did it. <laughs> that was a thing that happened. <laughs> Our friend Jeffrey Lord, he has been on a bit of a health journey nice. this past year. And... Uh, the thing that I love most is we've got a um, a group chat called Carnage à toi, um, which is after a, oh shoot, I can't remember the name of the TV show. Anyway, it's an ode to that because there's three of us in the group. And um, he shares with us a lot his weight and the things that he's been doing, like what he's eating, what he's done for exercise that day. And he has like really been inspiring me. So... Coming back from where I've been over the last few weeks, 
I messaged the group chat and I was like, hey, does anybody want to go on a hike in, in Tandy Hills on Sunday morning? And he could, Dustin couldn't. So me, Jeff, and uh, little Zias and their uh, German Shepherd Milo went for this hike today. I took a few wrong turns. I'm not going to lie. I don't hike in the hills as much as I I, I should be. Uh, but we hiked for, I don't know, an hour, 15, hour and a half. I got, I met my step goal for the day. Uh, we did lots of changes in elevation and up and down hills and stuff. The, the, Tandy Hills is a, a gem inside this city. It's a gem. It is so pretty and it's so well maintained. There is a group called the Friends of Tandy Hills. Easy to join, but they do a lot of things to keep the trails clear, um, to go do garbage runs where you, you just, you know, hike the hills and pick up garbage as you're walking which is a great idea anyway. I should get one of those little chicky thingies, you know, that grabs the little garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I don't have to touch garbage, but I could grab the garbage, put it in a bag, and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, at one point, we were crossing something. It was like a watershed, and there was a lot of debris in the watershed, and there was a lot of garbage. And he was like, "That just this just makes me sad. <laughs> oh. It was so cute. He has the purest little heart. He does. He's so sweet. He, at one point, we were, like, hiking back, and he's all, you're lucky I didn't call it quits back there. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> He's like, I've still got my water bottle, but I lost the cap somewhere. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, I feel bad. So it was, it was great. We had, a, it was a good time. It was a good walk. And so I'm going to, that's one of my, one of my health goals. And Jeff has been very inspirational through his own health journey. And he doesn't, you know, it's not like he's like preaching at us or anything. He's just sharing his journey with us. And it's been very inspiring for yeah. me. So I think it helps from a, excuse me, from a, from the perspective of the person making those life changes. I think it helps to say, you know, out loud, this is what I'm doing. This is what I Mm -hmm. have been doing. This is, you know, to, instead of just being like, oh, I'm going to go do this or Mm -hmm. I should make this for dinner or whatever it is. Like it does help almost kind of keep you accountable to be like, oh, I'm going to tell somebody that this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Ruthie and I were talking about, I always forget I'm allergic to this candle. Did um, you blow it out? No. Do you want me to blow it out? I, I'll do it in a second. Okay. Um, I was like, why am I like, it feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the way it smells though. That's the problem. You know what I have changed to? I don't do any candles that are from like Bed Bath & Beyond or Target or anything like Bath that. Bath & Body Works? Yes, Bath and Body Works, sorry. Um, but I only get ones at like farmer's markets or handmade ones where it's like soy and the whatever you call it. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a Speaking little. Speaking of that, I got you a present today. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Okay. For Susie Palooza 2022. So, yeah, I have gone to strictly um, more natural. Uh, products for a candle and oh nice oh that's pretty awesome nice oh i love cardamom i also got one for me and one for katie oh oh see and it's a soy wax blend yeah so it's but it's a libra candle yeah so it's libra it says the measure of our souls my ruling planet is venus we all know that and the smell of it is leafy greens and cardamom i love cardamom Mine says the brave crab. 
<laughs> she's a brave crab. I'm a brave crab. It's, it's true. She's a brave <laughs> little crab. So, but Ruthie and you were talking, like one of the oh. things that Jeff does too is, is he, he also tells us his struggles. He's like, man, I really wish I could be eating XYZ, but instead for lunch today, I'm having a salad and a piece of chicken. Yeah. You know? So it does help that Ruthie and I work out together, but we were talking um, the other day, we were talking about like finances and things like that. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, what do you think if we cancel our gym membership? And I was like, oh, like, uh, okay. I mean, we've learned what to do in the gym now. So at least it's less intimidating that way. But I was like, but on the other hand, like having Ruthie be like, all right, Ivy, we're going to the gym after work has yeah. been like a huge motivating factor or when we're like okay this is what we're mm-hmm. having for lunch today or like I haven't made my breakfast in weeks and mm-hmm. the other day at work she was like Ivy where is your breakfast like why are you not making this anymore and I was like oh you're right so yeah. I got all this stuff today at Target so I can start making my breakfast again awesome um so and it's really easy we we do four ounces of uh, Greek yogurt, two ounces of oatmeal. I pour instead of milk, I pour pro- a protein shake just mm-hmm. a little bit and mix it all together and do it overnight oats that way. Yeah. Um, and then you start your morning with like 20 grams of protein and that's awesome. You're, you know, you're not like starving to death and I'm not drinking 14 coffees to stave off the hunger. Like, yeah, it's, I, I have, I have noticed in the last like week and well, probably two weeks while I've been super stressed out that I've like really receded with my eating habits Mm -hmm. because I'm definitely a stress eater. Yep. I've determined. Mm -hmm. Um, And like sometimes I'm not even stress eating bad food, but I'm just eating a lot, a lot of vegetables or a lot of and I'm like, this is Mm -hmm. silly. Yeah. (laughs) So I we were talking about keeping that accountability because I was like well I mean it's not like we pay that much money <laughs> to go to the gym mm-hmm. so but I don't it's know. also time it's time away from her family it's time away from you know what I mean all those things but <clears throat> you know uh auntie and I we do a lot through Marco Polo and mm-hmm. so like but we talk about like do we meet our step goal today? What kind of foods have we been eating? What What are we thinking about? Like, how does this week look? Yeah. And, you know, in the heat of the summer, your little stair stepper, I was like, I'm going to get one of those little stair steppers so I can get steps, but I'm I'm able to stay inside my house. Yeah. And um, have I used it? No. However, I did see it in your house the other day, and I was like, what the heck? Yeah. But uh, I do. I need to start using it. And, like, meeting my step goal today really made me feel good and I was like I want to do that again tomorrow you Mm -hmm. know and like I guess we are lucky too that we're getting into cooler months so you know but so the hot girl walks are easier to go on yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) I saw there's a group in Dallas I don't think there's one in Fort Worth but it's called hot girl walk Dallas and it's like a social group they meet up there's like 60 girls that all go you know, there's a thing um, with the Blue Zones, you know, the Blue mm-hmm. Zones, Fort Worth. They've got walking groups and it's called something and it's it's like a, a Japanese word. And it is uh, because it helps you um, mentally to have that social interaction with your walking group and it helps with accountability and it helps all those things. And so I was like, I was on my way home today because the hike that I took, had I been by myself, it, I probably would have maybe gone half of what I did. Yeah. You know, and I was like, 
it was having that other person with me and, and taking that walk. And we walked and we talked and we had such a good time. And, you know, it was fun with Zayas and it was fun with Milo. And like, I, I feel like, uh, so I was going to put in my Meadowbrook group and be like, hey, is there anybody, you know, in Hanley or Meadowbrook that wants to do a walking group? You know? Well, there, I they say that walking is one of the best forms of exercise you can do. Mm-hmm. Like walking for 30 to 45 minutes a day. Yeah. I say is like the best. Yeah. The best thing that you can do for your body. Yeah. And I try to do like on my breaks, I try to go for a walk. You know, if one lap around my block is a quarter of a mile, half a mile. And, um, you know, it takes me like 10 minutes maybe. So I still have a little bit of time when I get back, but that's a 15 minute break for me. Just, you know, throw on my shoes and walk, do one lap around my block and then, you know, go for a longer walk after work. But, you know, it would be better to do like with a a group. I was actually thinking too, uh, my neighbor on the corner of that cute little old couple across the street is a, a single lady who's a little bit older, but she's got some pep in her step. She's got some zip (laughs) <laughs> and I, I, she might be somebody who I could be like, Hey neighbor, do you want to go for a walk? You know? And, and she, she probably would. Yeah. So <clears throat> we'll see. I got goals. Nice. Yeah. So I also have some obsessions. I only have an obsession. You've got a few. I do. I had to think of some. <clears throat> well, and yeah. then one of them came up while we were talking pre-show and I thought that it would be good to talk about. So. Yeah. So, uh, Speaking of proteins, though, Terry Jean, uh, she let me know about vital proteins. I've seen the commercials and stuff. You know, it's uh, that girl from Friends, whatever her name is, Monica. No, not Monica. The other one, Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, it is Rachel. Yeah, Jennifer. Yeah. Um, And it's like. Jennifer is if I'm friends with her. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my friend Jen. Yeah, your friend Jen. Uh, She, she shills for this company, Vital Proteins, and it's like collagen and, and some other things, but. Terry's swears by putting a couple of scoops in her coffee each morning. So I've got, I got some and it's supposed to be flavorless, but it does have a little bit well, of a, all protein has a f- protein flavor. Yeah. But it's delicious. Yeah. So I do the two scoops of vital proteins. And, and while I was in Utah, I really missed it. I yeah. was like, Oh man. And, um, and that was one of the hardest things was getting thrown out of my routines. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, the two scoops of the vital proteins splash of, creamer and it's so good and that does hold me until i i kind of i don't totally count that as breaking my fast i try to to eat like that intermittent fasting kind of thing where i I eat from like 11 to 7 and that's what i'm doing right now so uh, i don't i'm not consistent i'm going to try to be more consistent (laughs) i um get the premier protein shakes Uh they're 25 grams of protein and like three the thing with protein that you need to be careful of is how much sugar is in your protein yeah that's really going to mess you up if you don't have the correct ratio there Mm -hmm. um and lower carbs you want low carb high protein low Mm -hmm. sugar anyways those are pretty good um, but I do like half of one in my coffee. Mm-hmm. So the one that I'll use to like mix up my overnight oats, then I'll use it, the other part of it in my coffee the next day. Oh yeah. Smart thinking. So then I'm getting all of that the whole with packet. my coffee mm-hmm. and my overnight oats. Mm-hmm. So, but that did make a big difference when I was, when Ruthie and I were doing our six week challenge, having the coffee with the protein shake in it in the morning, what does make a big, the protein in the, in the coffee, I think makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that the, 
the approach that you, Jeff, a lot of other people have been taking that's been like really inspiring to me of really changing the way that we eat and the way that we move is is so important and so healthy. I I was I got with a health coach last year and I was doing like, you know, the shakes, the replacement shakes and the protein bars and those kinds of things. But one the as I was reading about the program that I was doing, a thing that a lot of people said is that as soon as you go off it, you gain your weight right back. And that's exactly what I did. And my girlfriend who does the program every few months, she posts and she's like, I'm doing a reset, you know, because yeah. as soon as you get off of that program, you know, so doing it this way where we're making different food choices and we're, you know, and she does great with like body movement. She has gained a lot of muscle. She's doing Pilates. She does like the daily Pilates challenge kind of thing. And um, it's great, but it, it's kind of, it's a little bit crazy how as soon as you go off of a program like that where it's very strict, you know, yeah. rather than being a little bit more natural of, you know, making sure that you're eating like raspberries and blueberries and those kinds of things that are, that are good for your digestion and have the nutrients that your body needs, you know, like, so that's kind of how I try to start my morning too, is with raspberries, blueberries, maybe a lemon yogurt, you know, yeah. but, um, yeah. So it is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Actually I thought about a different, a different obsession that I've okay. had lately. You may recall that the other day I texted you and said, what time exactly was I born? Yes. I remember. <laughs> okay. Allison sent me this link. She said, download this app. You need to download the app. It's called CoStar. CoStar. You go in and you have to put your date of birth and what time you were born. And then it gives you your chart. Nice. But not only does it give you your chart, it gives you your daily horoscope. It gives you all these things. And then it also says like, like, for example, today, let me tell you. I have yep. a handful of friends on this app. I'm not saying this because I want everybody to add me and download it because I don't want that to happen. But <laughs> does does it look like this? That's the one. Okay, cool. Okay, so it, it talks about like what, you know, your sign is and all that stuff and like what it means in your and how the the stars aligning right now at this moment in time are like for you. But it also mine always gives me a little bit of an icebreaker every couple of days. Okay. So it'll be based off of your sign. So mine says, when you know you fucked up, you bake them your grandma's cookies <laughs> and ice them with sympathetic tears. <laughs> and then it says, what your friends do when they know they fucked up. And it says, Courtney immediately thinks that you hate them and acts weird around you forever. <laughs> and then Allison says, hey, remember in Harry Potter when Harry thought Dumbledore had fucked him over, but he was actually teaching him a lesson the whole time. <laughs> Man, those are the truth. <laughs> this stupid app reads me to filth every day. I every single love it. day. It I calls it. me out on my bullshit every yeah. day. Yeah, that's great. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I'm deleting this dumb thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it made me laugh. And then I was talking about it and I was telling Katie, I was like, Man, this stupid app, it calls me out all the time. And then Katie made one and one time I don't remember what we were doing I think she sent me a TikTok or something anyways someone called Sagittarius Saggy 
And we have been laughing about that for like ever. <laughs> and so Katie made her co-star name Saggy for Life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so anyways, I just, it was, it does kind of crack me up, but it does like, I mean, I didn't used to put very much weight into my horoscope into like, because I'm always like, everybody's always like, oh, cancers are just big, huge crybabies. And I'm not a big, huge crybaby. Right. But there are other things that apparently are cancer specific that I do. Yeah. <laughs> that I do, do. Yeah. So, um, but, and then I was telling the girls the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, my stupid horoscope app. Because <laughs> it'll send me the notification like once a day. And then, or I'll get like a screenshot of it from Allison. And she's like, look what this app said today. Like, I know. That is so it's funny. It's so rude, but it's so rude because it's so true. <laughs> so. I always do like the, is it the moon tarot? Not the moon tarot. I can't remember which one it is, but it's one of the ones on Instagram where it goes through all of the houses and it says, you know, I don't know what, but I'll screenshot Oh, yeah, like the memes of it? Yeah. They are funny, and they're usually accurate. Yeah, so I'll screenshot uh, Pisces, which is Jeff, Capricorn is Dustin, and Libra is me. And the the other day, I was like, how dare you say that I am impatient? Oh, brother. (laughs) Yeah, how dare they? How dare they? No, I sent Katie the screenshot this morning, because my co-star, your Dana Glantz, said, are you chasing someone who's unavailable? (laughs) Fucking rude. (laughs) so rude i sent the screenshot the other day ah! oh that's cute he's the cutest little kid it was me this pisces waiting waiting for world peace <laughs> oh jeez, mom hey that wasn't me it was you you kicked your foot on your own oh, cord here it is waiting for the thing they ordered 15 minutes ago a skeleton yeah. sitting in a chair Shocker. i was like dude they're calling me impatient yeah <laughs> the patience of a saint okay if that saint used to be an angel and now is the devil maybe <laughs> a fallen angel if you will yeah yeah one might say <laughs> one might say oh my gosh <laughs> the other day i was at your house uh-huh katie and i were watching real hostos beverly hills uh-huh i cannot believe i i deleted the second one of 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 salt lake I'm going to have to watch the little recap one. Okay. Anyways, on Beverly Hills, which uh-huh. is what we're talking about, mm-hmm. Sutton goes, <laughs> do you think Lisa Renna prays? And Katie says, not to Jesus. I don't. <laughs> I was going to say only on the week. <laughs> She's like, not to Jesus. Oh, I was cracking up. I was like, oh no. Dude, not, not. The, the Beverly Hills uh, reunion teaser oh yeah that's gonna be good stuff this week yeah when they're like a a teaser that starts with the very end of it because it's so wild yeah yeah it's gonna be good did you watch the southern charm um reunion Uh uh-huh yeah i okay here's what this is my opinion Mm -hmm. on reunion shows yep I think if you're the new person on the reunion show, you don't have to walk in ready to tear everybody apart. True. Sit down. Mm-hmm. Like, don't. why are you trying to, like, I understand why you're trying to secure your spot in the next season. But like, what are, like, just pipe down. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing is that this stuff happens and then they have to obviously go back and talk about it. And then they're watching each other talk about it. And, like that so I get that that does stir up some 
feelings. Yeah. But I'm like, Olivia and Taylor can just be quiet and it would be okay. For sure. But, or why are you having such extreme reactions to what's going on? Like, yeah, I do appreciate Olivia telling Madison to just shut up because I think that's funny. Yeah. But like. But Taylor's mad. Taylor's She's mad. so angry. And like, I feel like what I kind of know of Taylor when she watches that back, she's going to be like embarrassed of it because that I would be embarrassed of the way that she is acting. Right. Yeah. Because she's just like so full of rage. She Well, she's because she's hurt. Well, she's and I get so that. Hurt. But yeah. like, the, but the other thing is like this stuff. It's not like the stuff with Shep happened like a day ago. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's not like it's news to her. Right. You know what I mean? But they're not unveiling any new secret to her. Right. And I did feel bad for him when he when she was yelling at him and he was like, "Okay, really, you're going to say in two and a half years I didn't try at all. Like, yeah, I did feel bad for him for that because you can tell that he did make some. Yeah. Effort. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he made less at the end, but he did make some effort. Yeah. But also when we've talked about it on this show before Shep was very clear about what he did and did not want right and Taylor stuck around knowing that he wasn't going to give her what she wanted so part of that is managing your own expectations I was talking to my friend the other day and we were talking and I said one of the things that I have had to really work on myself is managing my own expectations Mm -hmm. because if you have if you can manage your own expectations, people won't disappoint you so much. Right. 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 Because right. you expect them to to be a certain way and act a certain way and not everybody has that same work ethic that you do or same yeah. life experience that you do or whatever it is and and they you're taking out your frustrations that they're not meeting your expectations and that's mm-hmm. not fair. Right. But I, I think that on the other side, if you, you know, you're understanding that you need to, to manage your expectations and you also need to be clear about what your expectations are with your partner, Yeah. but your partner needs to be honest about whether or not they're going to be able to meet those expectations, which but I think, he was. I think Shep was. Shep, yeah. was, like you can right. say a lot of stuff about Shep, but he was very clear about, I'm not going to get married. I mm-hmm. don't want to have kids. Like he was clear about that yeah and she was like well what's gonna happen when that's what i want and he's like i mean (laughs) yeah without straight out hurting her feelings on the air right like while they're filming them eating dinner and being like well if you say that that's what you want then we're done like but also he has said over and 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 over yeah even despite having a dating tv show right yeah that he just is not he's just not made for it yeah that's not the life that he wants right that's that's okay i think that's the other part that that society as in general has decided is that like wanting to just be single and doing whatever you want is like still very like not frowned upon but at a certain point frowned upon people are like yeah at a certain point people are like why aren't you doing what society has said is the normal thing to do and Mm -hmm. it's it's very um I don't know I think it's very I was having this discussion with my friends on Friday night and I was like I think that there's a culture of saying by this age I'm going to have this done and if I don't I have failed Mm -hmm. and you haven't 
failed. You're just taking a different plan with your life. You're doing something different. And that doesn't mean you can't have whatever that is at this point, but it goes back to managing your own expectations. Yeah. You said you, regardless of what everybody else is saying, you agreed to that expectation in your own head. Right. You right, said, right. If I don't do this, I have failed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so instead of being like, oh my gosh, my life's a failure because I'm 31 and I'm not married and I don't have kids, Mm -hmm. you could very easily get wrapped up in that and be like, man, my life is terrible. Instead of looking at how awesome my life really is. Right. Absolutely. I go do what I want when I want. I go on these fun vacations. I have little kids that I can still spoil. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I don't feel like my life is miserable, but it, it could be very easy for me to be like, oh, my expectation was mm-hmm. that I would have achieved this, this, and this at this point. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, well, look at all these cool things that I do and get to do. And I live this like very, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that fear of failure or feeling like you are a failure if you do X, Y, or Z or don't do X, Y, or Z, like hold so many people back from enjoying the life that they that they're living yeah you know and so but but like we talk about all the time like this is it this is your one life yeah you know you being scared to fail or feeling you know like other people putting a feeling of failure on you or you putting a feeling of failure on yourself it's it does nobody any good and so yeah no i totally get it so I don't know why we started talking. I don't know. We were just talking about who even knows. We were talking about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And co-star and all these things. (laughs) Anyways, my actual like latest obsession has been. (laughs) That was derailing at its finest. Yeah. My actual latest obsession has been obviously my apartment hunt. Yes. Where am I going to live? What am I going to (laughs) do? And because I agree with you, getting out of here is the best. Getting out of here is the best. And every time. I will say that every time I have thought to myself, am I making a mistake? Is this the right decision? I come home to some kind of disaster going on. Yeah. I get an email that says there's no hot water in 10 different buildings or um, my neighbors are are very uh, volatile. Mm -hmm. I have somehow involved myself in that. Not somehow. I know exactly how it happened. But I've become involved in this situation, which now wakes me up at least twice a week in the middle of the night to deal with. Girl. So, um, every time I think I'm making a mistake, I should just stay in the tree house. Like this is what's comfortable for me. Yeah. Then I come home and I'm like, okay, these are clearly signs mm-hmm. <laughs> that this, that this is the right decision. So anyways, um, along those same lines, I was like making a budget for an apartment. And if you didn't know, living in an apartment is absolutely atrocious cost wise. Yeah. Because everybody that I talk to pays not nearly the same amount for a house (laughs) well i that was the thing though that was pushed that pushed me to see if i could even qualify for a house was i was living in a one-bedroom apartment north side of fort worth and my rent just kept going up and i would be like well i'll extend my lease for two years if i can keep my rent the same and they were like no it, it has to go up and i was like okay let me see if i can find a house and um yeah and it was at like a good time for me to do that because I was able to find a house that was like right around $100,000. You can't do that really anymore. No. And so um, I do feel like super lucky and super blessed. But 
we were talking about like rent prices and stuff in California too. And um, I have a friend who's got a mortgage that is $750 a month. Like it's like a legacy kind of a mortgage. Oh my gosh. And, um, but like that house, if it were to go on the market now would be, even with nothing done and it's a house that was, you know, maybe built in the fifties or the sixties, uh, would be probably six or $700,000 yeah. to buy. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's crazy. So anyways, apartments in Fort Worth are very expensive apartments right now. In Fort Worth are very expensive right now. And as we also have discussed previously, I wanted to upgrade the level of my life that right. I was living. Yes. That I am living. Yeah. Um, but I did not want to be like a uh, house poor. Like I didn't want to be like, I spend all my money on having this apartment. Exactly. Um, so I was making a budget for that and I was doing all these things. And then I was, uh, telling you earlier that I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to afford this jump? And honestly, the jump is not that big. Right. In all. In the scheme. In the scheme of things and mm-hmm. where it could have been the amount that I could have been paying at other places. Right. Um, yeah, because I was looking at some of the apartments that I thought would be good fits for you. And some of the, like, one bedrooms and studios could be seventeen or $1,800 on their studio. own for a studio. Yeah. yeah. And that's not including when you are living in these nicer apartments, mm-hmm. then it's valet trash and yep. uh, uh, all these other fees that you're like, oh, they really started tacking on all this other stuff that I didn't know was or I didn't think in my head when I'm looking at the base rent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm very pleased with the number that I got to, but I was kind of freaking out, like, how am I going to do this? And mm-hmm. um, then I was talking to my cousin, well, talking the sibling group chat, and I was like, guys, I was like, what the heck am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And Katie was like, remember how the other day I told you it was all going to be fine? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah. And then I always hear my little brother in my ear saying, we work way too hard not to spend our money on things that we want to spend our money on. Right. And I Absolutely. was like, you're a hundred percent correct. But if old Biden back here would like to just go ahead and clear out these student loans, <laughs> right. That'd be great. No, I'm actually almost done paying mine. So it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if I had to keep paying them, but I would love to be done paying them. Mm-hmm. That'd be really nice. Yeah. So, but anyways, I was like, but then that led me to thinking about all the things that I've been spending my money on. And I was telling you that I need to write down a list of my recurring payments. Cause I think that I've gone a little crazy with just being like, Oh, like I see the text messages that say, oh, this got charged to your card. This got charged to your card. This got charged to your card. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I should go cancel that. And then I don't do it right then. Anyways, when I was thinking about how I was going to like account for this additional rent money, I was like, I should make a list of these things. But also, Honest August this year was not frivolously spending online. And that was probably one of the best things I could have done because I have significantly curbed yeah. my online shopping. Yep. Packages were probably getting to the office twice a week, three times a week. Yeah. Well, and there's such a like serotonin boost when you're like, oh, I got something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. And it was getting to a point where I would like see something and I would be like, I want that. And I would just get online and buy it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is getting, this is getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going a little bit crazy. There's, I'm ashamed to admit this, but there are boxes in this house at this very moment in time of things that I have purchased that I have not once used. Oh yeah. In yeah. 
months. Yep. Yeah. That I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I bought that. Yeah. For example, this morning I found a king set of sheets that I forgot I purchased. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember, and then I found it and I was like, oh yeah, I did buy that because I wanted a new color of sheets. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. No, totally. I, I, I know exactly what you mean, but, and uh, one of my goals, like we were, that we were talking about, like in 2023 is to do a very low spend kind of year. And I, I know I talk about doing that a lot, but I need to be conscientious from the jump of, you know, and even going down to being honest about what I am and am not going to eat. And I've gotten actually a lot better about that. I throw away so much less food now than I did ever before. Mm -hmm. Um, But like one of the things I did, and I don't even know why I did this. I was out watching a TikTok or something and somebody was doing like pickled radishes and red onions, like a jar of radishes, a jar of red onions. I was like, well, I'll buy some radishes while I'm at Trader Joe's and I'll do pickled radishes because that sounds like really good to have like on a salad. I didn't do it before I left and Katie didn't feel like she would, she was worried that she would mess it up and stuff. So I get home like Friday or whatever and I'm cleaning out like all of the stuff I didn't use. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I am getting much better about being honest with myself about what I'm going to eat and what I'm not going to eat. I think that does make a huge difference to say like, like even I went to Target the other night and I was talking on the phone, so I was not really like paying attention. Mm-hmm. I was kind of, I was, I was picking food based on how I felt in that very moment. Right. And so when I got home on Thursday night, I was like going to make myself a some food and I was like, I didn't even buy the ingredients to make one whole thing. Yeah. Like I bought a bunch of little things things that like oh that sounds good yeah and I was like none of this even goes together yeah (laughs) like yeah it just was like like I got salami which I love but did I get any cheese and crackers no (laughs) so I'm just like okay so anyways I I think that that does though make a big difference in yeah in what you're spending your money on yeah and I've been reading so much about like gut health and how much our gut health affects even your like whole body. it affects your whole body, like even flare ups of like dry skin or headaches or so much your gut health. So I'm trying to um, incorporate fermented foods more into my diet. So like I got kefir um, and I really like getting, you know, blueberries or raspberries um, and pouring, you know, like because the serving size of kefir, which is a, a yogurt. So it's a cultured like fermented thing. Um a cup of that and that's such a good way to do it but like fermenting your own foods like sauerkraut or kimchi or something is easy enough to do but I like I'm scared and intimidated by it I'm like yeah today when I was at Target I was walking around I was like I have to seem like I let well okay this is what sparked it is I I was like this lady is looking at me like I am just like what am I doing with my life But the thing is that it's not that I can't, this thought came to me. It's not that I can't cook. It's Mm -hmm. that I'm lazy, not Mm -hmm. lazy. I'm busy. Yeah. (laughs) So I, but so then when I get home, I don't want to spend 45 minutes trying to make this meal for myself. And so I do take, I take the semi homemade shortcuts. Okay, dude. And I was like, but it does like I got, um, 
several salad kits for Katie and I for this mm-hmm. week. And then I got some fajita chicken so that we can have the chicken protein yeah. with the salad. And then yeah. it's, you know, yeah, good. But I was like... <laughs> Yep, one this of this cart of things right now makes it look like I just don't cook at all. And I can cook. I just Yeah. One of the shortcut recipes that I love the most is uh an egg roll in a bowl. Have you seen those? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I love that because you just get the Asian salad kit, you get ground turkey or ground chicken, whatever you want to do. I think I bought ground turkey. And you brown that up and I got farakaki, the yeah. the seaweed, you know, stuff from Trader Joe's. So because I'm allergic to fish, I never get anything that tastes like. But they say that stuff and makes it taste like seafood. It does. It makes it taste like seafood. So I add that in there and then I um, you just pour the salad kit in because it's cabbage. And so then it wilts down and then you add the the dressing, which is like a, a soy kind of salad dressing. Um, and it's so delicious. It's such a good yummy salad and that'll feed me you know it's really good warm but then it's really good the next day cold too so it'll feed me for a couple of days and that's one of those ones where I'm like all right this is this is a good one I'm totally looking forward to it I'm gonna make it either tonight or tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) one of the two one of the two but going back to like the fermented foods it's really good like uh Trader Joe's has fresh um uh sauerkraut so it's not like the canned stuff that's like very pungent smelling and kind of like always for me tur- turns me off. But the fresh sauerkraut I love and you I can add and it's also cabbage. So you can add some of that, but it's fermented in there and that kicks in some of that fermented food that's so good for your guts and is yummy. And so I, I was like drinking a, a probiotic drink last night. Mm-hmm. I found it at Whole Foods. I kind of forgot it was in the refrigerator and I was like, oh shoot, I need to drink this. I'm like drinking it. It was very good. Pomegranate blueberry flavored. But because I am a crazy person, I was drinking it and I was like, I can feel it. (laughs) (laughs) You can feel it. You can feel the fermentation. I can feel it tingling in my throat. Like, (laughs) and I was like, you can feel what I was like really but I was like kind of losing it, but it tasted very good. Yeah. Anyways, my last obsession is that Overwatch 2 came out mm-hmm. and we knew it was launching on Tuesday of last week. Yeah. So it finally, Overwatch 2 has been a thing that was supposed to be coming for like four or five years. Finally, it arrives. Mm-hmm. And I was super excited because when we went to Overwatch League, we watched them. They were only playing Overwatch 2. So you could play Overwatch 2 if you were out in like the lobby area of the tournament, but on those computers. And I've never played Overwatch on a computer before. Mm -hmm. So anyways, we go to play Overwatch 2. Brian sends, you know, the thing. Hey, it updated. Kyle goes to, to do the update and it needs a phone number. Your Battle.net ID needed a phone number, but mm-hmm. it couldn't be a number that was linked to a prepaid phone plan. And I guess Kyle got his SIM card like at Best Buy. So he has a normal phone plan, but something about it is it like... It reads it as a prepaid. Yeah. So then it wasn't going to let him play. And once you updated your thing to Overwatch 2, you can't go back and play Overwatch 1. Oh, no. So it was a whole big thing. But mom came in clutch and we <laughs> used her phone number and we 
we locked it all in and it was all fine. So Tuesday night I get home. I'm talking to Courtney on the phone. We're both updating our Overwatch. I'm all excited. I go to play Overwatch. 30,000 people are in the queue ahead of me. Oh, man. I was like, what? So it, it well, actually it was 4,000. When I very first turned it on, it was 4,000. I was like, all right, I know that that's lower than everybody else has seen all day. Kyle was waiting earlier for 60,000 people to get out of the queue. Wow. So I'm like, 4,000 is not that bad. It gets down to 80 and it shoots me right back up to 40,000. Dang it. And I was it. like, what? how did that happen? So I was like, all right, fine. So then over the next several days, we're getting the updates. Oh, if you had Overwatch 1 linked, you don't need the phone number anymore. I guess what they were doing with the phone number was trying to stop people from being able to cheat. Uh-huh. It had something to do with being able to cheat. Anyway, so although how what your phone number has to do with cheating, I have no idea. I, Brian said it was something with like dummy accounts because only one phone number could be tied to each account. Oh, I see. Anyways, so... um. They took that off. They fixed the servers. They do everything. So this morning I go to watch Peacock because last night I was watching a bunch of shows on Bravo. I kept seeing this preview for Friend in the Family, Friend of the Family. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is a show about that weird documentary I watched with the Mormon family in Idaho and the daughter got kidnapped twice. Oh, yeah. And I kept being like, I didn't hear that right. And I would rewind it. Mm -hmm. So now that girl... Jan Broberg no not Broberg whatever her name is Jan something I think it is Broberg anyways she is like a I had no idea she was an actress she's been in a few things anyways she's now executive producer on a tv show about her kidnapping whoa so I was so I was like I was gonna watch the first episode at least and see like what is going on Mm -hmm. um because they're very in the documentary on Netflix, they're very explicit about what happened. Well, her parents are kind of like they don't really want to say, right? But they basically imply it. And she was very like, "This is what happened to me." Um, so I was like, "I wonder what's going to happen on this show and how they're going to how they're going to do this as like a I think it's a six episode series." Okay. So, uh, anyways, I start watching it. Well, I went to go watch it this morning. And then I was like, oh, shoot, Overwatch 2. I wonder if I can get on there now. Because <laughs> Brian sends a text and he's like, oh, because I sent a message that said, hey, I, I'm going to have noodle level. Noodle is my niece. Noodle level FOMO tonight because I had to go do something. And Brian was like, oh, let me make it worse. Overwatch has fixed the servers. So I was like, no, please don't play Overwatch 2 without me. <laughs> So anyways, today I get on and I'm I like I get in and I'm so excited and I'm like going to go play Mercy. Um, I can't find any of my outfits. I can't find any of the stuff. And I was like, I sent into the group chat and I was like, is all my stuff gone because I updated to Overwatch 2? And Brian was like, no, that's a known issue with the server. It'll all be back on there. And I was like, I almost started a riot because I have been working very hard on collecting these outfits. Right. <laughs> it's the outfits like, that had her upset. I mean, that's it. <laughs> Just the, I mean, I have the sugar plum fairy. I have the guardian angel. I have all of these outfits. And I was like, I play one character. Okay. One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have all the outfits for her. Almost all of them. And you're going to take them all away from me. 
have to earn them back. But I was playing as the one. They added three, three or four, I think, new characters mm-hmm. to Overwatch 2. So I was playing as the new support girl. And I like her. She's going to be good. Does she wear a headset? No. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> really got yourself with that one, huh? It was a good one. Come on. <laughs> Anyways. I'm very excited to play, but I've never been the one to set up the game before, so I couldn't figure out how to get to like the practice area so I could see if I even like playing with her. Mm -hmm. So I'm like trying to figure that out. And I'm like also talking to Katie at the same time. And I was like, yes, got him. Katie was like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I was like, I'm playing Overwatch. (laughs) She's like me. Pay attention to me. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm listening. I just, I got really excited. (laughs) And she's like, oh, are we playing Overwatch right now? And I was like, I mean, we can, but I was getting on here to watch Peacock and then I got distracted. (laughs) But anyways, I think it'll be good. I'm excited. They've added a bunch of new like things to do instead of just moving the payload back and forth and defending the payload. There's different rounds that you play and you do different things for each one. Uh Uh-huh. So I think that that'll be fun. I don't know. They didn't tell me, so I don't know if they all played on Friday night, but it's possible that they did. Mm-hmm. And if they did, they're just not gloating about it. But <laughs> um, it, I think it. I think it'll be fun when we play for the first time, but I'm a little bit nervous. Also, it's five versus five now. Mm. And I think that we have too many for five versus five for all of us to be on the same team. So that is weird. Yeah, what are you guys going to do? I don't know. Have to sub out? Probably. Yeah. But I was watching Kyle stream last night. Mm-hmm. And he was streaming Dead Space for spooky season. Mm. And I got on there and I'm like, I was like watching him do the thing. And I was like, oh, you can do it in the group, in the little chat on his stream. And he was like, Ivy, I really love that you're watching me, but this game is too scary for you. <laughs> <laughs> like he knows you he was like so it just so you know and i was like dang i've been called out on the internet <laughs> like, and then i was watching and i was like you uh, no, it did get too scary for me so i just was like all right i'm out have fun storming the castle <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah i am well aware of the fact that i cannot watch the scary things i would like to watch uh like all by myself even during the daytime like i'm gonna i need yeah something else but there are some things i i want i really want to watch but yeah well i was like oh i, I want to watch his stream i want to be like supportive yeah but i was dying because you know everybody's talking about that jeffrey dahmer yeah uh, documentary on netflix mm-hmm. Do- not documentary series on netflix mm-hmm. which i thought was just a movie i didn't realize it was like an episode thing mm-hmm. but, but i think it's like a limited but series let me tell you what is most alarming to me mm-hmm. the number of people who didn't know about Dahmer uh, right right well like the number of people who are straight up shocked that all of this happened yeah and it's real yeah like like uh Kyle was playing this game and in the chat next to the things he was I was like ew dead alien body and then one of his friends was like oh there's bodies everywhere like that Dahmer dude and I was like yeah that's typically what happens with serial killers what <laughs> Yeah. What? Hey, what hey, did get, you guys think hey, was going on? Guess which city in California has an active serial killer Stockton. right now? Yep. I saw that. I, I was like, 
of course it's Stockton. Yeah, I saw that. And what? I was like, what the freak is happening there? <laughs> and I'm not shocked that it's Stockton. Right. But I did see it on Twitter. But I was like, I was watching the news and I was like, I put it into the group chat. I was like, y'all, Stockton has a serial killer active right now. But I was like, um, I just don't. <laughs> I don't know like I guess not everybody took abnormal psych which all right I'll give you that mm-hmm. but like some of the like okay Ed Kemper who I am obsessed with only because his story is so freaking wild to me yeah but like that like I can't wrap my brain around Ed Kemper but the rest of them like okay first of all Katy Perry's does a whole song where I, I think it's Kanye west who says i'm gonna eat your heart out like jeffrey dahmer people just heard that lyric and were like what i don't know what that means yeah nobody (laughs) yeah what (laughs) i was like i don't i guess and so i well ruthie brought it up the other day she's like ivy have you watched that show and i was like ruthie that was a real and that's a real thing yeah yeah that really happened yeah that and and i was like the really crazy part that i remember being like oh my gosh this is insane was when we were in class we were talking about serial killers we're watching we're talking about jeffrey dahmer and we're talking about the dude that gets away and then dahmer tells the cops like oh it's just a domestic issue we're fighting and then they go back inside and then he kills him yep and i was like that really happened and ruthie was like what and i was like and he really almost got caught that day, but then he didn't because he, I was like, that's the thing is like, you know, with this show, everybody's like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, that movie was Zac Efron where he was Ted Bundy. Like mm-hmm. people were like, oh, you're glorifying this. You're making him attract. No, the problem was that these dudes were very like charismatic and well-known and they were, that's why they were getting away with it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah. So I was like, no, that I was the, but then I felt bad because I was like, it just kind of bummed me out, not bummed me out. It doesn't, that's the wrong word. It doesn't bum me out, but it is kind of like, I'm so fascinated by serial killers Yeah, that I'm always like, are there still like, do people still, still serial kill people? And then like the next morning I saw the Stockton serial killer <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> and Katie was like, well, is it a real serial killer? Cause I think you only have to kill two to be considered a serial no, killer. I now. think they're at like five or six. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, and one one lady got away. Yeah. And so she was able to kind of describe what he looks like. Yeah. But wild. It's so wild. And and like the thing about Dahmer was that it it was, you know, like in the 90s, eight, like 80s and 90s. Like I remember watching the trial on TV and just being like, what the heck? Well, in my abnormal psych class, um, we watched the prison interview mm-hmm. that that lady went in and, and interviewed him mm-hmm. because we were talking about like the, the, you know, the signs of a sociopath and like what makes you not have any of this empathy and all these things. Yep. And a lot of them have a lot of like parental issues with one parent or the other. Mm-hmm. And so the interviewer brings up his mom and you can see it like come across his whole face. He's like, don't talk about my mom. If you talk about my mom, I'm done. And you're like, whoa, like, yeah, that was an overreaction. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I mean, the, it is 
there there is a lot so then I'm like oh man Ruthie if Dahmer is blowing your mind let me tell you about yeah right (laughs) I was like is there were some wild ones so I'm sorry everybody like there were some wild ones that were happening for a while I've like I was like you need to watch um Mindhunter Mindhunter yeah and the book was so good and went so much deeper did you ever read the book I I never read the book because I was a little bit afraid the book was going to freak me out too oh, the, much. Uh, I, I, there were, I would have to put the book down for weeks and then I could come back to it. Yeah, I do yeah. want to read it eventually. Like that definitely needs to be on my TBR. But oh man, I yeah. the thing is like to put your mind in the mind of a serial killer to be able to then decide how you can profile them to yeah. say this is how we're going to find and catch the next serial killer is a mind fuck that I don't think I'm ready for. It is wild. It's, it is, it's crazy. And, and, um, watching the, like watching the show, it was really good, but like reading the book and reading about like the things that he was doing and how he could just kind of like, he just, he was like sitting and talking to a coworker like the 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 FBI agent and they kind of just clicked about oh my gosh like this is what this person is doing yeah and to then go you know what we need to go back and talk to all of these people and see if we can get them to tell us about what their happened. motivation and stuff was yeah and it's interesting because it, there was like not like a rash, but it seemed like there were in the 50s, 60s, there were 70s, lot. there were a lot. And then yeah. and then the and in the 80s, we went into the satanic panic mode where there were satanists everywhere and they were like the worst people in the world, but they were doing you know, like they would get together and they would, you know, kill a person because they thought that that's what they needed to do to get the wealth or the popularity or the whatever you know and then it then it's just been kind of quiet now now we're all like looking at these things like later yeah you know and there's like in in my own backyard podcast about the girl in san lewis and oh man i listened to that because that mm-hmm. dude was he i think he's a, he's from santa maria i yeah. think so, but I was listening to that one and I was like, it's very weird to hear somebody who's actually from there talking about it. Yeah. And talking about like what happened and going and interviewing people and trying to figure, because yeah, you do hear these like, yeah. I wouldn't call them one offs, but kind of like, you don't really hear about serial killers anymore. But right. it, there are still like very bad things happening for seemingly no reason. Like, and yeah. sometimes there's no answer, which is like, I find myself listening to crime junkies sometimes and I get so irritated because then they're like, oh, and, and that's all we know right now. So if you have any detail and I'm like, can you tell me one that ends with like some resolution? Yeah. And that's just not how life goes. But <laughs> yeah, but I was, I was like, my mind has been blown by the number of people who are like, they had no idea. They had no idea. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's probably a bit uh neurotic of me how much like I'm like I just want to like I want to know the mindset but I don't want to know the mindset but I want to know yeah about it and so that's probably like a little bit crazy of me to have like 
but I, oh man, I used to call Brian and Katie after every time I left that abnormal psych class. And I'd be like, you guys are not going to believe what I learned today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I had to tell somebody because I was like, I can't like not tell them. Like, yeah. Um, but then on the complete up opposite end of the spectrum, uh, there's a book. It's called Blonde. I own it. It got turned into a movie. It's about Marilyn Monroe. And the it's a very, in my opinion, accurate representation of how sad Marilyn Monroe's life was. Yeah. And people on the internet are like, I had no idea. Like, this movie's creepy. I don't like the way that they've portrayed it. They don't. <sighs> yeah. 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 And then I'm like, okay, I, that one I understand a little bit more because I have a very deep obsession with Marilyn Monroe. Well, and like people like idolize, like they, like they put like Marilyn Monroe up on a pedestal of, but the pedestal is very superficial, like, cause you don't really know much. You just know that she's been in these movies and you love her in these movies. But when you start to read about her life and about the things that you're just like, Oh my gosh, it yeah. was very sad. Yeah. Very sad. And they're like, well, I don't like the way that they are painting her in this light. And I'm like, Ooh, the light of the truth. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, I don't like it. It's, it's creepy. It's eerie. I'm like, uh, yeah, have you have you been listening to or have you like seen it all the the Girls Next Door podcast? But it's the Girls oh Next gosh. whatever. I want to listen to it so bad, but I've not started it yet. It's it is so interesting because it's Bridget and who Holly. is my favorite yeah. and Holly. Yeah, and that's why I want to listen to it because I I love the two of them. Yeah, and so it came about because of that playboy the show the show with, that was like five or six episodes or with whatever the twins talking about what happened to them yes and you know it's funny because i was just thinking about that whole superficial thing because when the girls next door was on i was oh, like i was obsessed i with was that. obsessed as well and i i got the t-shirt and i like had the holly doll and or not the holly bridget you know yeah. and like i loved it so much and then watching the thing and, and you do see like looking at it with a different set of eyes you do see that holly was so miserable in all of those things and her talking about the things that she was made to do and like all of the other girls were like made to do and stuff but that's not bridget's um story like that's not her experience with it and so she actually thought they're not going to use any of my interview because my experience was not the same experience as all of these other people. It was actually good. And Kendra's was even better. You know, okay, Kendra, you never hear Kendra saying anything bad about being on the girls next door or, or being or li anybody. Yeah, yeah. living in the mansion or anything. And so Bridget, like when they started the podcast, like the very first one, she's like, my experience is totally different than Holly's experience. And I'm not saying that Holly's experience is wrong, but the, like you will hear me disagree with her because that was not what I experienced in that moment in that thing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. So crazy. I don't know how we got down that road. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's just a matter of like thinking just people realizing that like yeah. not the, yeah, the thing that you're projecting or the mm -hmm. way that it's getting edited or mm -hmm. obviously back when girls next door was on, it wasn't, as heavily edited but i definitely think it was more scripted yeah they told them like this is what you're gonna do yeah and now it's probably not as scripted but it is more like edited together 
Yeah. To make it to, seem to like a, a narrative of yeah. some sort. Yeah. But like going back to the sociopaths and the sociopathic tendencies and stuff, my parents, I think I've talked about a lot. My parents did foster care most of my life. Yeah. Um, up until after I was already married that they had, um, they had teen moms like that, that were staying with them that were in the foster care system for a little bit. And then after that, then they didn't do foster care anymore. But of all of that time, there was one kid who was a, I, I remember my mom telling me she was like, and he was at high school. We went to high school together and she's like, he is displaying like very serious sociopathic tendencies. And I was like, what's sociopathic? And she was like, he honestly doesn't care like who he hurts or he has no empathy, no sympathy. He does not understand what those emotions are. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter to him. And he had a very traumatic childhood, childhood uh, with his mom, mm-hmm. you know, up until a certain point and didn't know his dad, you know, and he was so good looking and it was weird because he would just use people in the absolutely worst ways. And we were in high school mm-hmm. and had no care. And then oh, as I was going through all of the photos the other night with Katie, like I came home with just a ton of photos and one of him was in that. And I was like, well, that's weird. And I put it to the side so like I could throw it away because I was <laughs> like, that's really bizarre but i i've often wondered like what happened to that kid like what was the rest what has the rest of his life looked like like, yeah yeah well i have a book it's called the sociopath next door it's Mm -hmm. one in 25 people have so are sociopath could be quantified as a sociopath wow that's actually more than i would have thought i think it's a lot higher number than people think Mm -hmm. i obviously it's a scale it's a sliding scale but yeah it is a very um it's a lot more than you would. But I was trying to explain it to Ruthie and I was saying, I was like, you know, emotions just don't register. Register. Mm-hmm. They don't feel them the same way and they will never understand why you're reacting the way that you are. Yeah. And Ruthie was like, I just don't get it. And I was like, well, that's because you're not a sociopath. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and the, the link between sociopath and narcissists is, it was so much closer than you had ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, I, but, and so anyways. Yeah. I was like, the internet is blowing my mind lately with what they don't know. Yeah, for <laughs> real. But, <clears throat> um, so like going into what we've been up to, I've been in Utah for the past couple of weeks. Yes, you have. I was there helping my dad and my brother. They're getting ready for a move up to Idaho. And so I was there helping with things my big task was to clean out that uh, storage unit they've had the storage unit for as long as i've known that they've lived in utah and it, it was a full front to back stacks high boxes of books nice yeah and i was looking for some in particular my dad had some ogden nash um uh poetry books and he would do really funny poems he worked for the baltimore sun but it would be the things that would be something like almost like little limericks well no not a limerick that's wrong but it would be a little just almost like two sentence poems like i don't i think that i shall never like i think that i shall never see a billboard lovely as a tree 
which is you know okay like so cute little things like that but they were social you know what i mean saying he was saying that the thing was yeah. you know littered with billboards instead of trees and you know whatever so i was looking for his books because i wanted those but i was coming across my there were just books of like a box would be labeled presidents and they would be signed by like they would be like books by Jimmy Carter, signed by Jimmy Carter, and this and that. And oh my like, gosh. it was crazy. I found a, f- a first edition, like, so 1800s, first edition US, Little Lord Fauntleroy, that is signed, like, inscripted to someone. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, this is craziness. And um, so I was pulling out some of the books that, like, I wanted, and I, I brought home. So many books, but like there's not really any contemporary books in there. Right. It's all like I've got I've got this this two volume set. You may remember it's the annotated Sherlock Holmes. So it's all of the Sherlock Holmes stories in these giant volumes and like this giant Van Gogh book, like that's every every work that he ever did. Um there's a I wanna say Charles Russell, George Russell. I can't believe I'm William Russell, George William Russell. Anyway, artist that just had a huge show at the Modern. And it's like paintings, photographs, sculptures that he's done. And Grandma had this giant book of his. I didn't realize that she was as big of a fan. as Because when I went to the show, I was like, this is fantastic. Like, my mom would have loved this. And when I saw the book, I was like, oh, my gosh, this I is was so right. great. So, um that's been really interesting. And I was able to bring home, you know, a lot of things that meant a lot to me, yeah. like the pig platter. I got it. <laughs> the, the one it was like. The one that stood up in the corner yeah, on the uh-huh. v- shelf. Yeah, with the little corn that goes around it. Oh, no, mom. That thing is great. It's going to be my new charcuterie board. <laughs> it's so cute. I got so much great stuff. Like, um, so. My dad's family, lots of his family, came from Germany in um, the late 1800s. And so, but like, I've got, well, we've got the singer sewing machine that great grandma wore. He, like, grandpa remembers him, her sitting there sewing. So great. She was my great grandma, his grandma, your great great grandma. Um, and then, like, I got the copper kettle that was like the one that you know you would hang it on the hook put it into the fireplace yeah and it's got like this great patina on it and stuff and it's dented in all these weird places but like that's something that you know has been in the family like a shoe shine box and this kettle and like all of these different things and they came over like you know they were in steerage it's not like they were rich people coming over on a boat and so like I've got these two hunting pictures that that grandma Krugel or somebody brought over like she had them in her lap like this was what she wanted to bring from Germany (laughs) you know because you had to keep all of your belongings with you when you were in steerage it's not like you could pack it up somewhere and then go sit down so um grandpa was like so you know that those were really important to her and I was like yeah this is nuts and I've got these portraits and I brought back some haunted things, I'm sure. Of course. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of haunted, the uh-huh. other day, Katie's telling me that 
I was like, what happens to the ghost when you move from your apartment? And she's like, no, I took the ghost back to mom. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I took the, I told him you can't, you got to go back to mom's house. You can't hang out with me anymore. And I was like, okay. And then we're at lunch the other day and she's driving and she almost never drives, but she's driving and we're cruising along. We've just gone to in and out and she's talking about the ghost and how she, the, the ghost has been hanging out because she's been at the house and she's like, and this dude got back in my car and I was like, the what? Uh, mom, I kid you not. While we're talking about this ghost, the volume goes down in Katie's car. And she was like, you see? <laughs> and I was like, what? And she like turns it up. And she's like, he gets in my car and then he turns down the music. <laughs> and then we're like driving. We're like turning into the parking lot. And I'm like, Katie, that can't like you're hitting the button in your phone. And then she she's like no I'm not because look here's my phone and then we're sitting there and it goes down again and I was like what the heck and then she's like no because that's what I thought too and then she turns it up and she's like I like this song and then he turned it all the way off (laughs) and I was like I'm done get me out (laughs) I was like I it's not that I didn't believe the mom's house had a ghost because I 100% did believe you about that. It's not that I didn't believe that you somehow took him to your home. I just didn't really believe that he was hanging out like in your car for you to finish work every day. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and she's like, do you want him? And I was like, no. <laughs> do you want him? He watches over her. Yeah. I was like, no, that is your ghost. He goes where you go, apparently. <laughs> I was like, oh my, I was like, Katie is messing with me right now. And she was like, no, no, no. And she's like talking about it. And then boom, the radio went straight down. And I was like, she's like, excuse me, but we were listening to that. (laughs) I was like, and now you're sassing the ghost. (laughs) He loves her. I was like, oh no, 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 no. So it doesn't surprise me that you're bringing more haunted things into your home. But like that was... I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was it was really fun. I was able to um, the second Sunday that I was there, I was able to uh, go up to Bridalville Falls, also conference Sunday. So there oh, were so all, it was a jam packed full jam packed full of people. Although the church was making some pretty wild announcements over conference. I heard that there were yeah. some things that. They put out a new like for the strength of youth book that, yeah. that's like general. It like it, instead I of, think it's a good thing. Instead of a list of do's and don'ts, mm-hmm. it is more of a you need to decide for yourself, talk to your parents and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's not flat out like yeah. no tattoos. It's not flat out no right. coffee. It's not right. flat out no dating until you're sixteen. Yeah. Do you does this need to be plugged in? No. Oh, okay. But thank you. You're welcome. Um so, but it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous walk up to the falls. Um, and then I was, I was, I had the beagle with me. I had Harriet with me. The little dog is hilarious. She is so freaking funny, man. I was like at her beck and call the whole two weeks I was there. Like anything she needed, I was like, oh yeah, okay, I'll go. I'll take you. I'll, we'll go for, we went for walks every day. We were, you know, and when I was driving home, grandpa was sending me photos of her looking all sad. I was oh, like, grandpa, no, don't do that to me. 
Um, He's like, look, Harriet misses her friend. Yeah. So, but Bride of Elle Falls was so pretty. And so we started though to hike up the, to the lower falls. And uh, it was it was much steeper than I thought it was going to be. And she was struggling a little bit because it was like uh, big rocks, you know, yeah, instead yeah. of like a dirt path or whatever. So we we went up a little ways and then we, we came back down. And then so we went along the path some more. And so... Uh, the Provo River District or whatever it is has um, created a really good path that goes, it's like 70 miles, all, like all along the Wasatch Front. And so we went up a ways and then we came back down and then we went under the bridge and we went to Nuns Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Provo River is so pretty. Yeah, It, it flows fast and it's cold and it's gorgeous and there was a little while where we just kind of sat on the bank and listened to the water flowing and man it was gorgeous it was so pretty and like our rivers the here, unfortunate thing is utah is very pretty yeah <laughs> uh and our rivers here are real slow moving so there's nothing like it's kind of exciting to see a river that's just moving that fast yeah and i know we've told the story before of you tumbling in and you're going downstream in your dad just whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> almost died that day. And I had Brian the next day. <laughs> kicked me into the stress of it all. It you're welcome, me, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but one of the other things was uh, there was a lot of, there was a filing cabinet in the storage unit. And Uncle Evan was like, it's just full of like old tax things and some, some, other stuff like research like grandpa loved to print things and have them so that he could go to his filing cabinet and research it but that cabinet had been in there for 10 years at least so he wasn't looking at these things um and i was like i want to go through the cabinet and pull out stuff and as i was doing that i was coming across file after file that was like old letters like from dad or from grandpa to his mom, or grandpa to his grandma, and you know, back and forth, that kind of correspondence. I found all of the letters from grandpa to grandma when they were dating. Oh, cute. Yeah, I found all of the letters from um, grandma and grandpa Kland to grandma and grandpa Schmidt when grandma and grandpa Kland were still in Wisconsin, and they were in California already, and grandpa hadn't quite... uh, uh, retired from his his job as a lithographer um nice. so it was so cool and then in all of those there's just photos just so many photos and it's still not even all of them there's like still like photo albums that are just filled to the brim and I was like asking grandpa I was like who is this person who is that person can you write this on the back of it can you you know and so I brought home a whole bunch of them and Katie and I were looking at them the other night and it was it was really fun and interesting um to see I saw a lot of pictures that I hadn't seen before and um it that was really really cool and it was fun to go through them with Katie and because there's a lot of photos of me like school pictures like throughout the years and she, Ivy was she was like I had no idea how much Ivy looked like you she was like because me Katie looks like you no like when you see when you look at the photos you're gonna be like 
oh my gosh, this does look just like me. <laughs> and I think that I think that all y'all look like me in different ways, but yeah. But she was like shocked looking at these photos of me and she was like man ivy looks so much like you (laughs) and i was like she really does and um just all sorts of cute pictures of your dad and me and your dad and uh it was it was just a lot did you let katie take all of them i let katie take a bunch of them but you know like you guys can look at them together and see if there's ones that you want to she's not gonna give them back to me (laughs) so we'll have to Katie, if you're listening to this, you need to share pictures with your sister. <laughs> but she was cracking me up because she was just like, I was not expecting her to pull photos out that she would want to take. And she was just pulling them. Like, I could right. tell that she had a bunch because she was sending some of them. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, why? Do you, where are you getting these pictures? Yeah. And then I, but this all makes more sense now. Yeah. So, and then the other thing that was that there's a couple other things that like really kind of made me laugh. Grandpa and Uncle Jake's sleep schedules are just off the wall. They're psychotic. Like, I I would be, they're, like, up all night and sleep all day. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I was like, this is so crazy. Um, because I would be having to work, but I would have to be so quiet because, like, but, like, Grandpa gets up, like, kind of at the same time every day. He eats his yogurt. He has a cup of coffee with me. And then he would go sit in his chair and he would just be asleep. And, like... I had a lot going on where I was on conference calls with clients and with my team and all of these different things like over those two weeks. And I just kept felt like there were times I would go outside. I would like unplug. I would go outside and I would take my conference calls outside. So because it was I was like, everybody's sleeping. This is so weird, you know. <laughs> and um, so that was crazy. And then the, the one thing, though, that I did love was I got to cook for them like every single day. And that was awesome. And I was telling grandpa one day, I was like, oh, I think, you know, I'll make a tortellini soup. It's really, really easy. And grandpa was like, oh, there's a tortellini soup recipe on the refrigerator. And I think I've got everything for it. And it called for like a giant can of condensed tomato soup, um, a can of evaporated milk. uh, Creamy. Yeah. Some some other like ingredients and then like frozen tortellini and I was like okay and it just has the the you know ingredients that's all that was on the refrigerator and I was like I mean I know how to make a soup you know and so I was like okay it called for an onion and it called you know and I was like I'll do garlic I'll do you know some of these other things and um so I was like well how do you like how is this cooked my dad was like you just cook it and I was like, okay. So like, I'm, I finally, I like messaged Nancy, Aunt Nancy, cause it's her handwriting. And I was like, how do you cook this soup? Like, what do you use? Like when you're here and you're making this soup for dad, what do you use? And she was like, I don't know, whatever's there. And she was like, I said, do you use like a large soup? pan or like a, like a stock pot or do you use like a big you know like the big stock pot or like a saucepan and she was like when I do it at home I use like a saucepan and I was like okay and so then I was like getting ready to like actually make it and I was like okay dad I just kind of need to know because there's like no instructions on here like I don't know when I'm supposed to put the tortellini in I don't know like any of these things I was like how do you do it and he was like 
I do it in the crock pot first thing in the morning. (laughs) 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 Just just throws everything in. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, ah, that this all (laughs) makes sense now. And I was like, okay, well, let me adapt it to being. (laughs) Once he told me what he did, I was like, all right, let me figure this out another way. So, but basically what I had to do was add more liquid to it. So yeah, that yeah, it, yeah. Because yeah. in a crock pot, you would use less liquid because of the way that the crock pot works. So uh, it ended up being delicious. And grandpa was like, I never thought about adding mushrooms or vegetables to it because I had like leftover mushrooms and zucchini and stuff. And so I just chopped those up and put them in there too. And he was like, this is really good. It's <laughs> like, good job, Susan. Yeah. I'm so glad you enjoyed this recipe that had zero instructions. It's like when I try to make banana bread every time and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me with this. Bake it until it springs back. Yeah. Bake it till it's done. Okay. Like, old, all right. Okay, old lady. Thanks, grandma. It's very helpful. <laughs> But then when I teach other people how to make it, that's what I say. Bake it till it's done. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. You just, you start checking it after like a half hour. Yeah. I'm like, you know, and then you just don't stick a fork in it. Just press it. If it bounces back up, it's done. And they're like, that's psychotic. I'm like, well, that's how I know how to make it. Okay. That's the recipe. All right. But I was like, but trust trust the first time i wrote it down i was like mom you're joking me right (laughs) (laughs) bake it until it's done yeah and then uh i had to drive back so i flew out there and grandpa wanted me to bring things back especially this old antique washstand that was in my room when i was a little girl and was in his bedroom and he was like i really i want you know because i can't take all of this stuff and jacob's taking things of course to furnish his house but like he was like, I need, you know, like, you, you have to take this. And so I, like, I was renting a car. And every time I've rented a car, like, I'll rent the compact or whatever. And they'll be like, oh, well, let's just give you this one instead. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to go with this premise that this is what happens. Because I actually need bigger than a compact car. But a compact car is what I can afford. <laughs> so then I, like, I go to the Hertz dealership and I they were like oh we know you got a compact but we don't have any of those so we just we have got this like regular size sedan and I was like well thank god it wasn't a compact because the stuff wouldn't fit in there because it was like a lot like this old brass spittoon you remember the spittoon yeah yeah yeah. like uh and all of these old old like family photos and stuff um but I was driving back and for those of you who know me, you all know driving at night is not my favorite thing to do. Your death perception. Yes, my death perception is way off. I, I can't tell how far away things are. Um, driving at night is even worse. Uh, driving in Fort Worth at night in the rain. Sorry, driving in the rain is even worse. Um, I know where I'm going. Like the routes are familiar to me. So I know. But even like turning off of Main Street onto Lancaster, mm-hmm. y- there's a median there. And I am terrified every time that I'm not going to understand where the median is and I'm going to hit it. Oh, gosh. Mom. <laughs> but I don't. I haven't. But it still scares me. Um, so but I'm driving into Albuquerque. I'm taking a rural route it seems like i don't know why my car has sent me on this route i don't know if it's what what it is 
it feels familiar. So maybe I, I did the same thing the last time I drove it, but I don't remember. But it is nighttime. It is raining and it is no, there are no streetlights. Oh, because I'm on no. a rural road. I was so scared and it's a mountain pass. So there's. Oh, I think I know where you're talking about because I made Brian drive that part. Yeah. So there's no good place to like pull over and wait out the rain, which would have been hours to do. But like, I was so scared. I was like white knuckling it. And I actually ended up, there weren't cars around me. So I, I could see the white line in the middle. So I drove on the white line. And like, that's what got me over the mountains. And when a car would come like to pass me and I'd have to move over into the right lane, I was just scared to death. I was terrified. I was I like I got through that pass and onto like the like the interstate. Mm -hmm. And I like I, I was shaking and I was like trying to continue my drive. But like after I got off the pass was when I started to like shake. Yeah. Because I couldn't like, you know. So, um, so anyway, it's just been, it, it, that was a wild drive. And so, um, that was just like, it was so scary, but I made it, I made it to, I like drove a little bit past Albuquerque because I decided to drive home during the international hot air balloon festival. Oh yeah. I did hear that that was happening. <laughs> so, so hotel room prices tripled. Mm -hmm. And so I drove past Albuquerque to a little town called Moriarty and I stayed at this little teeny tiny roadside motel on Route 66 that has been family owned since the 1950s. Nice. I walked in the room though and I was like, I can't stay here. <laughs> it was like, it was old. It smelled. It didn't smell bad. It just smelled. And I was like, I, I, I don't think I can stay here. And then I was like, breathe. It's all okay. It's for, you need the sleep. You're going to be fine. And the people who own the motel um, <laughs> were the cutest little couple. And they, um, they like, they don't, like we were looking to see if they like served breakfast or whatever. And when I was checking in, the the wife comes out with this little brown bag and she was like, we don't have a breakfast bar, but I made you croissants. <laughs> it was so oh. cute. It was so cute. I was like, <laughs> so the bag had two croissants and two little tangerines in it. That's <laughs> it so, cute. so cute. Stop. I loved it. So Anyways, I stayed there and I made my drive home the next day and it was great. It was awesome. So, but you can have a turn talking here for a minute. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Well, while you were gone, uh, I get a phone call from my dad and I was like, what's up, dude? And he's like, hey, your sister is dog watching. And I was like, yeah, she's dog sitting for mom. Well, she's dog sitting mom's dog and she is with her dog. <laughs> Yeah, so and basically house-sitting, too. Yeah, and so now nice it's like, she's she's over at mom's, and he was like, oh, okay, well, could you come dog-sit for the weekend? And I was like, what? And he's like, I already talked to Katie, though, so she said if you wanted to switch with her, that you guys could. And I was like, 
nope. <laughs> so I was like, no, it's, and he's like, it's supposed to be super hot this weekend. Like I'll make sure the pool's clean, come hang out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, what is the catch dad? Cause you're really trying to butter me up right now. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well the catch is that Seth and Maritza's two dogs are also going to be at the house. So four dogs, four dogs. Whoa. And Seth and Maritza have these two little wiener dogs. How did how do the big dogs do with the little dogs? Um, Knight hates them, mm-hmm. and Sadie doesn't like them because they play with her toys and they rip her toys up. Oh man! So she gets mad. <laughs> so Sadie hid all of her toys, Love except it. for like the Kong ones that are bigger than the dogs, and so they can't pick up a, do- a toy that's bigger than them. Yeah, because I was like, Sadie, where are your toys? And she's like looking, and she looks right at the basket. And she just kept looking. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, you hid them. Yeah. So um, anyways, so I get there the first night. It's fine. It's Friday night. They had only been at the house by themselves for a few hours. And so I let everybody out and we um, are kind of just hanging out. I was playing games on the Xbox. I had to call Brian and ask him how to use the projector and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then... Um, fine saturday i get up i needed an oil change so i go to the take five they're like actually you don't need an oil change yet but your engine is burning up oil so um we're just gonna top you off and i was like and they're like oh it's a known issue with the the hyundai tucson's like you just need to get topped off sooner and i was Uh like that's a problem for later ivy i guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm like okay because it was making this noise and i was like i it's time for an oil change like it says i still have about a thousand miles i was like 500 miles but i was like i'll just go get it now because it sounds like it needs one and they're like no it doesn't need an oil change you just need more oil and i was like okay i'll deal with that later anyways i get home uh i went to like there i went to tom thumb i went to target i come home so that i don't have to leave again i'm like hanging out by the pool everything's fine i go to make dinner that night and i fed sadie and knight and then i let them well then i fed iggy and Bo, and mm-hmm. everybody was eating and it was all fine so i turn around to heat up my food and in the two seconds that i turn around what is going on it's aunt nancy oh um that's a problem for later Susie. <laughs> uh, i turn around and the little dog Bo has tried to get night like night is walking between like the coffee table and the couch and so night like kind of barks and growls at him and I was like like he had kind of been growling at Bo on Friday night mm-hmm. but I was like stop it like you're fine I that Ayla and dad told me that night gets a little bit jealous which night gets jealous of Sadie but I don't like Iggy and Bo. So it's not like I was like petting them or letting them. I was letting Sadie sit on the couch with me, but that was it. But mm-hmm. I always let Sadie and I would have let Knight too, but he was on his, he has a chair that he likes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh my gosh. But then Knight kind of like barks at him and Bo gets a, like Knight starts to walk away. Well, Bo then launches his body at Knight oh no so then night really is like i already told you to leave me alone so now i'm gonna make you leave me alone so they're barking they're fighting night is like gnashing his teeth Bo is like showing his teeth 
And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't, it's all happening so fast that I don't know what to do, except I'm not going to get in the middle of it. Right. And so I'm like, and Sadie's looking at me and barking and looking at me. And I'm like, I don't know what to do, Sadie. Like, so I, and there's no toys. Cause I was like, well, I'll throw one of like the toys at them. And, but the toys are all the Kong ones that weigh like 10 pounds. I'm not going to throw a 10 pound toy at a dog. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I grab like the foam bed there's like a a foam bed that sadie lays on and Mm -hmm. i'm about to launch this bed at night to try to get him to leave Bo alone because he has Bo in his mouth oh no (laughs) and so he i'm like night night and so he puts Bo on the ground like lifts him up puts him down and walks away and i was like go outside (laughs) so i send sadie and i outside and i send Iggy and Bo into their like kennel area and I like take a second because I'm like shaking oh so yeah, like, yeah yeah almost watch sure. this dog die before my very eyes because I w- and then I was like oh my gosh so I go over to where Iggy and Bo are and I'm looking at Bo and I'm like are you okay is there any like broken like he didn't break the skin he didn't do anything he's fine he's running around like and I was like okay good that was the thing that I was most worried about because if you're bleeding like I don't know what to do do I take you to the the hospital like what do I do right so then I let Knight and Sadie back in and Knight gets up on his chair and he's over here I'm like oh what did that take a lot out of you <laughs> that, that was a lot of effort for you to be because usually Knight is like he's so he's like hunter level chill nothing phases him gotcha. he's like just he wants you to pet him and that's it like mm-hmm. but he's usually like he doesn't well except he doesn't play with toys like he sadie will be playing and every once in a while night will like mess with her and steal the toy but not at all mm-hmm. he's just like a grumpy old man but he's four <laughs> uh-huh. so <laughs> uh so he's usually like very unbothered by the whole thing but i think what got him is he was he was like trapped, not trapped, but he was walking in an area that was not very wide. Right. And then Bo like ran up on him, like under him and that he doesn't like anything under him. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't usually like smaller than him things. So I was like, so I text dad and I'm like, I almost watched this dog die. <laughs> and dad's like, well, is everything fine now? And I was like, everything seems fine now, but I'm going to keep them separated for the rest of the night. Like I'm not trying to mess around with this. And then uh, when I went upstairs to go to sleep that night, Sadie and I slept in my room on Friday night, but Sadie slept on the bed and Knight slept on the floor. And then that night, Knight got up on the bed. Like he was exhausted from the whole situation. <laughs> it was too much for him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So then we get up Sunday morning. I let the dogs out. I open the kennel. Well, it's not even a kennel. It's like half of dad's dining room is blocked off for these two little dogs. Oh, okay. So it's like a huge area for them to hang out. So... I let him out. Iggy comes running out. Bo, not moving at all. I mean, moving, but like not getting up from the kennel. And dad had told me like, sometimes Iggy goes in there and she doesn't want to come out. So I'm like, oh, maybe Bo just doesn't want to come out. So I leave the kennel door open. But I'm like, he looks unwell. Like he looks like when I walked in to make sure he was okay, he kind of like flinched away. And I was like, "Mm, something is not right here. But I also don't want to mess around and like see, like I don't want him to bite me. Right. So we're watching football. We're hanging out. Everything's fine. But Iggy keeps running to me and then over to the kennel and then back to me. And I'm like, I can't make him like I can't make him come out. Right. 
And I mean, he's heavy. He's like 50 pounds. I'm not lifting him up either. So then we're watching football and I hear this three legged. And I was like, oh no. So I guess Bo is wiener dog mixed with pit bull. Mm -hmm. So his legs bow out because they're not how your legs should be for a wiener dog. So it doesn't support his body very well. So I thought it was broken. So I'm like losing it. I call Katie and I'm like, there's something very wrong here. His countenance, fine. He's not lethargic, nothing. But I'm like, this is why I don't fucking do this. Like, (laughs) I'm never, nobody ask me ever again. I will give you the money to put the dog in a hotel before I ever dog sit again. I remember you saying that to me. And I was, and that's why I almost said no. I almost was like, I swore this off. Mm-hmm. So dad calls me and he's like, hey, we're on our way home. Are all the dogs okay? And I was like, no. Uh, no. And he's like, oh, what's going on? So I tell him this like right front paw is like swollen. It looks like to me. And he's like hobbling. And dad's like, oh, that happens a lot. He has like arthritis because his little legs don't match his body. And I was like, he's like, so maybe when he jumped up to get night, he landed and tweaked it. And I was like, maybe. (laughs) So then I'm like, like we get, I put the, the little dogs away because they were getting home and I was, they didn't want the chaos of like all four dogs trying to, because Seth and Bert's dogs are horrific animals. (laughs) They don't have any manners. They don't know how to listen. They're like terrible. Oh man. So, uh, to stop them from all running out like crazy people, I put Iggy and Bo in the in like the little dog area and then I let Sadie and Knight do their thing. But I was like and then I was upstairs when Seth and Maritza got there and Ayla's like, uh, so it's possible that Knight picked up Bo and put him back down. And Maritza's like, Bo's like fifty pounds. And I was like I wanted to be like, Yeah, Knight was not happy. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't see like he didn't like throw him he literally like picked him up and set him down Mm -hmm. but I was terrified yeah I thought for sure that that dog was dead yeah or severely injured yeah when I called Katie I was like this is why I don't do this like is this normal and Katie's like um honestly when you were telling me about the fight last night I thought you were leading up to and now you or Brian one of the two has to come up here (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I was like, you know, dad got there and he's like, oh, let's watch some football together. Let's hang out. And I was like, don't you ever ask me to do this again. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't care who else you have to ask. It's not me. Anyway, so that was my trauma. I thought I was going to have a nice weekend. Now that time it was me. <laughs> I thought that I was going to have a nice weekend relaxing by the pool. That was 100% not the case. <laughs> and... <coughs> I was like, this is, this is terrible. Anyways. So, um, this last weekend I, oh, last week I went to the Pitbull concert with Ruthie. Yeah. I bought her tickets for her birthday like months ago. Yeah. And so Sunday we started the hunt to killer Blair witch, which is so creepy. Yeah. It's so creepy. And I've never watched the movie, so it's probably less creepy for me, but it's even creeping out Brian and Katie doing this. Oh, one. wow. And so okay. it's very creepy. It's a 15 year old little boy, little boy, a 15 year old boy is missing. And the town, whatever town Blair Witch happens in, 
is obviously has a lot of history of having issues. I can't issue. believe you never watched it. No, Brian told me the whole thing and no. <laughs> so I was terrified. It changed my life. <laughs> that's that's what everybody <laughs> says. So, and I think I think that I will say that I kind of want to watch it just because I know that cinematically it was something that had never been done before. Yep. And so I want to see it because I know it changed the way that things like that Movies found footage mm-hmm. thing. And then also the fact that then they made them all do a press tour acting like it still was real and not that it was a movie. Like that's incredible to me. Yeah. But amazing. Anyways. So we're doing it. And this creature in the woods, not the Blair Witch. We haven't gotten to that part yet. There's a creature in the woods and it is writing letters to the 15 year old son. Oh boy. And there's a tree that has like wood, like white ash. And if you put the letter in, in the tree, it, like stays there and the dad had figured it out but then the dad died in the forest oh man boy is like thinks that he's reuniting the family if he can get this creature to anyways we figure out where the boy was going he was in a basement the next box we open up has the little boy's pencil pouch in it and inside of there is a wooden figurine not the tree twigs first of all the first box had a necklace that or a bracelet that had tooth as part of it sounds about right the second one we open up it is a it is a like wooden carving of a man Mm -hmm. and i was like is this supposed to be the creature that's in the woods katie starts deciphering tree people words and (laughs) she looks up and i was like what and she's like um the tree person made that for the boy and it has his name on it (laughs) wow and brian was like i just want you guys to know that if you ever find a figurine and it's got my name on it i'm dead don't keep looking for me just just know that that is what happened i have died don't get any deeper than all of this so it's it's a it's very creepy and so then they stopped after that because i went to go shopping with ruthie to go for our pitbull outfits Mm -hmm. so we went Honestly, I don't know what I expected of that concert, but I didn't expect to be like as mind blown as I was. That was a good ass concert. I saw Pitbull at uh, that whatever festival I went to with Dustin that year where I saw the B-52s and they might be giants and all those people. Pitbull was one of the people who was performing. He did a great job. Mm -hmm. And I'd He's Mr. Worldwide. Well, of course. (laughs) But I but I don't. I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I hadn't really thought about the fact that Pitbull is usually like featured with other artists. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I don't know how they're going to do that. But they just did. It was like one big party. It was like one mashup after another after another mm-hmm. of his songs. And then they had like a screen in the background. And if it was featuring like Mark Anthony or Enrique Iglesias or Shakira or Kesha. Uh-huh. They were like in the background and he was still singing. And that little dude, because I know he's little. He's, he's little. He's be. tiny. He's like five foot four. I was looking at him on the stage and I was like, that is a short man. Yeah. If I've ever seen yeah, one. Yeah, he's very short. Yeah. But he doesn't stop moving. No, not at like, all. He, he's dancing. He's moving. He's really singing. Like, I was shocked. Yeah, he is a performer. I was like, this is one of probably the top five concert performances i have ever seen in my life that's awesome 
like I was, and it was, we were dancing and I mean, it was so fun, but Ruthie and I wore shoes that were very impractical because we had seats on the floor Mm -hmm. and I don't know why we thought we were going to be sitting. (laughs) So I had to keep sitting down because my feet were killing me towards the end. Like I would sit. I learned my lesson with shoes and shows. Yeah. Well, I looked hot. I, yeah, yeah, I saw a but, photo. You look great. But I was like, this is the worst outfit we could have picked. But anyways, um, it was so fun. It was so fun. And then Thursday night, I call Cameron because he sends me a text and he's like, you better not be bailing. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, remember when I texted you and said, doesn't your air mattress for the back of your car need a second use? And I said, no, it does not. I was fine with that being a one-time purchase. And he mm-hmm. went, no, you really should put it to use one more time. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. And he was like, I mean, I'm leaving the state. Don't you want to go on one more adventure with me? He's leaving the state? This fucker's not leaving, by the way. He told me on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> He's not leaving. Wow. Was he like leaving the state on vacation? No, no. He was really going to move. That was the thing is he was really thinking about moving back home to Utah. Oh, okay. And so he was like, I mean, I'm going to be leaving. Don't you want to go on one more big adventure with me? And I was like, does it have to be camping? (laughs) Can't we do a different adventure? (laughs) And he was like, no, it'll be fun. Come on. And I was like, who's going? And he was like, our friends. And I was like, who's going? So he starts listing off people and I'm like, fine but I'm not happy about it so I leave work on Friday I come home so I can you know clear out the back of my car and put everything I'd already packed luckily so but by the time I got on the road it's probably six o'clock so I sent a text I'm like oh I'm just now getting on the road is that fine I won't be there till about 7 30 Cameron's like get your ass in the car I'm like okay <laughs> so there's huge accidents all down the freeway I'm thinking about turning around at every second I'm like this is where were you going to Lake Whitney again. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I do like Lake Whitney a lot. Yeah. So we, I show up, I pull up, I'm standing there. He's like, Ivy, oh my gosh. Da, 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 da. Then he tells me, when's the move? Or he says loud. He says, when's the move? And I was like, like three heads turned from the fire. Where are you moving, Ivy? When are you, mo- where are you going? And I was like, you little shit. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm just moving. It's not even, I'm just moving across town. Like it's not even that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And oh, well, when is it? Do you want us to show up? Do you need help? And I was like, I appreciate all of this, but no. <laughs> and so then I'm like, Cameron, when are you moving? And he's like, oh, I'm not moving. The rage. <laughs> <laughs> he bamboozled you. He did it on purpose. A hundred thousand percent. And so, but I, that morning I had sent Chris a video and I was like, here's the thing. I've been thinking about it. If you got on a plane right now, you could be landing at DFW by the time I get off of work and we can both go on this camp out together. <laughs> and he was like, when is it? And I was like, tonight. And he was like, I mean, you know, I can't do that. <laughs> and I was like, I know that. But so anyways, I was telling Chris, I mean, I was telling Cameron about that. And Cameron was like, is Chris here? Is he going to come out of the woods? Like, <laughs> Is he going to surprise me? And I was like, unfortunately, no, it's just me surprised. (laughs) So so then, I mean, it was, it was fun. We're hanging out by the campfire, you know, having deep, meaningful life conversations as you do. Yes. Um, Except that every time I moved, the smoke from the flame was following me. Smoke follows beauty. And I wish it didn't 
because <laughs> then we're going to go to bed because we're all going to get up the next morning and we're kind of talking about what to do the next morning. And my friend Tyler's like, well, I really want to go cliff jumping. And I was like, I wanted to do that last time we were here, but nobody else wanted to go. And I was like, oh, we should walk down to the lake. Except it was like midnight. And I was like, oh, except I've been playing this Blair Witch game and I take it back. <laughs> you've already you've already gone walking on an island in your bikini yeah. at midnight. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I have tested the fates enough. I'm good. So we go and Cameron's like, Cameron walks over to my car and he's like, I'm so glad you're going to get a second use out of this air mattress. And I was like, go away. <laughs> so no he was he was like is it all airing up okay like are you fine I was like I'm good I'm fine we're good to go I have to walk over to the creepy bathroom in the night so I can like change my clothes and brush my teeth and stuff and then I go to sleep and I surprisingly slept so I'm telling you an air mattress out in the woods is the comfiest sleep you're gonna I mean get. I was in the back of my car I was snug <clears throat> as a bug yeah well, yeah well, and like a, an air mattress is so comfortable because it totally cushion like it cradles you. Yeah. It's the best. So um, I forgot that the air mattress that goes in the back of my car has like a cup holder and a phone slot. Mm -hmm. So I had like my drink, my phone, my you air, my, my uh, galaxy buds. I mean, mm -hmm. I was cushy. Yeah. Um, and then I was out. And so we get up the next morning and we're having breakfast and we're talking and, uh, Cameron's like, all right, when are we going cliff jumping? And I was like, are we really going cliff jumping? Because I didn't bring clothes for cliff jumping. And he's like, yeah, we're going to go. And I was like, again, the rage. Yeah, come on now. So I'm like, all right, I'll just go, whatever. So we drive to the next, like, we drive over the lake to the next entrance. Mm -hmm. And we park the cars and we start walking and I wish that I could accurately describe to you this very narrow path we walked <laughs> along the cliff's edge for like a mile and a half. Oh, wow. Until we get to this little alcove. Well, actually, we're standing like debating, like, have we, where do we go for this? Like, what are we doing? And this dude walks up and he's like, are you guys looking for where to go cliff jumping? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, it's still about half a mile down. Um, but then once you get down there, my friends are all saying the water's kind of low today. So I don't know if we're actually going to be able to jump. And so we're like, okay, well, we're just going to go check it out anyway. So we keep walking and we're going. And my friend Sean is like talking to me while we're walking. And he's like, um, I mean, what do you like to do? Like, what are your hobbies? And I was like, I don't have hobbies. I have no idea. And I'm like, <laughs> I like to read. And he's like, oh, what do you like to read? Except Sean is like the purest individual i've ever met in my entire life like he doesn't even watch movies that are above a g rating like mm -hmm. he's just a very pure soul gotcha so i didn't want to be like smut i read a lot of smut so <laughs> i was like i really like fantasy and i really like uh true crime true crime i like the classics i like like mysteries and he's like like when you say fantasy, are you talking about like Twilight or are you talking about like real fantasy? And I was like, I mean, I love Twilight every once in a while. I was a Twilight girl, but I was like, but I'm talking about like real ish fantasy, like elves and fairies. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like cute fantasy. Anyway, so we're talking. We're we finally get to the spot. First of all, I almost fell down the cliff because not on top of that, I wasn't expecting a hike. I'm wearing Adidas. Okay. <laughs> Adidas superstars at that. 
I'm not dressed for this. I've they got walk my on keys. concrete floors. They yeah. roam all over Coliseum floors. I step on stage at Live Aid. All the people gape and the poor got paid. Go ahead. So I'm like, this is, this is not, I'm not well. <laughs> so then we get to the top and I can see this group of, I don't know how old they were, people. Mm-hmm. They're on one side of this cut out. We're on the other. And it's like a good... 20 foot drop into the lake oh my goodness so i'm like holy cow so we're standing there i go over and i'm like i'm just gonna go sit on the ledge of the cliff i'm gonna take a pit i'm gonna take a video so it looks like i'm riskier than i am (laughs) so i'm sitting there and then while i'm sitting there my friend sean's like ivy let me take a picture of you like so he grabs my phone and he's taking the shots that make it look like i'm sitting on the ledge like i mean i was sitting on the ledge but like not so far that my heart was pounding yet so then we watch this group come over and they go up even higher and they're gonna jump off had to have been two stories at least huh maybe three i mean it's huge huge down and i was like oh my gosh we're gonna watch somebody get murdered today so and then my friend ross was on a paddleboard and so he comes paddleboarding over and he's like hey the the park ranger says that cliff jumping is illegal and i was like well that just makes it more fun like what are we gonna get a fine okay (laughs) we all have jobs oh man so as soon as cameron hears that though he's no longer interested in cliff jumping and i was like cameron live a little bit like and i was like i would do but i don't have my bathing suit and i don't have okay here's the problem here was the real issue i was not just wearing like a regular bra i was wearing a push-up bra and that is gonna be very difficult to i mean that's gonna absorb a lot of water it sure will so i'm like i and i'm wearing like leggings and like a tcu alumni shirt Mm -hmm. and it's like a heavy shirt cotton yeah that would have been bad and so i'm like i can't go jumping into this water like i'm gonna hurt myself Mm -hmm. so we watch these kids jump off this huge one and I was like, oh, my gosh. And then um, my friend Tyler's like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I was like, are you really? Because he was telling me the night before that he was terrified. And he's like, yep, I'm going to do it. I probably have 10 videos of my phone on my phone of him starting to go and then stopping. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one more. But then this is what happened. I'm watching him. He gave me a freaking heart attack because where we were jumping off, there was a rock right be- right below so you had to jump out and down and as long as you didn't jump straight down or to the right you were going to be fine like to the left and all of that was fine like ross was on the paddleboard and he was like it's deep enough like somebody had swam down and was like it's deep enough it's fine mm-hmm. so i'm like i'm watching and i'm cracking up because tyler just keeps stopping and stopping <laughs> and i was like just go just go <laughs> And so he's like, okay, so I thought he fell because of the way that he didn't run and jump. He just jumped. And I was like, oh my, like, I was so scared to look over the ledge to see if he was coming back up. Because I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then you had to swim across the lake and climb back up the cliff. Oh my gosh. To get back to where we were. So anyways, we're standing there and I'm like. I'm debating it. And I was like, that's going to suck to swim in all these clothes though. And there were like children around 
also I'm not like besties with these men right Mm -hmm. so I thought about I was telling my friend Lena I was like I almost went down to my chonies and she starts laughing at me and she's like who taught you that word (laughs) my mom and I was like my mom and she was like I'm unsurprised by this anyways (laughs) so I was like I was gonna go down to my chonies but I'm wearing nude a nude thong and a nude bra so I'm like, I can't, I can't be just jumping around in my underwear off a cliff. Also, it's maybe illegal what we're doing. And I don't really want to get busted in just my underwear. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Except that I can't, I can't imagine that it's truly illegal because it's, it's advertised all over the internet that this is where you go to go cliff jumping. So I'm like, it, I don't know. Anyways, I'm like debating it, debating it. And Tyler goes, Ivy, come on, just do it one time. And I was like, okay. What? So I take off my shoes, my socks, my jewelry. I jumped off of this cliff you into what? the into the lake with dead people. Fully clothed? Fully clothed. What? Yep, I did it. I'm shocked. Do you have pictures to prove I it? I have a video and pictures to prove it. <laughs> Like, oh, I sure did make Cameron record it. I was like, you better record this and don't you dare miss me jumping off of here. <laughs> wow. So then I did it. We swim over. We climb back up. And Tyler's like, we're like getting ready to leave. Everybody's leaving. They're walking back down this treacherous path back to the cars. And Tyler's like, don't you want to do it one more time, Ivy? And I was like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> I was like, don't you see me ringing out? My- I'm like trying to press on my boobs, like getting all this water out of my bra. <laughs> I'm wringing out my shirt. I'm like starting to have a meltdown in my head because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just wearing these wet clothes and what am I going to change into in the car? And I'm not sitting in like bacteria for an hour and a half home. (laughs) I'm like starting to panic in my head. What have I done? I love you so much. I was like, oh my God. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, Oh, I've made a horrible mistake. I love you need to go camping like every weekend. No. (laughs) You tell the best stories when you go camping. Mine are always like, I always sat around the fire and, you know, had mushrooms. (laughs) No. So then we're standing there on the cliff and Tyler's like, Ivy, I really think you want to do this again. And I was like, I really don't. Like, I'm really okay. And he's like, no, you do. And I was like, it seems like you do, but you want me to jump with you again. Because I made, I made Tyler jump with me. I was Mm -hmm. like, because he wasn't running and jumping so I was like run and jump with me so he's like I think we need to do it one more time he's like except for this time I want to lead and I was like oh did I lead and he's like you did and I was like okay so I'm like all right so I'm like okay but why does this seem so much scarier to do now that we've already done it yeah like now I don't know if it's like the idea of having to climb back up after this or like the fact that my clothes are already wet Mm mm-hmm and so I was like, uh, I don't know. So we go to run and jump. Right. And, but I hesitated. So Tyler just goes running and jumping. <laughs> but then because I hesitated so long, I was afraid to jump because I didn't know where he was. Oh, right, right, right. So I like make him swim out of the way and I'm standing up there and I was like, I, I can't do it by myself. Like, I don't know what to do. And Cameron's like holding the camera and he's like, Ivy, just do it. And I was like, <sighs> I'm like having a panic attack. And I'm like, okay. So I run and I jump in. And then I stayed under and swam towards the cliff to jump back, to come back up. And so at the end of the video, you can hear Cameron go, 
where is she? Like, why is she not coming back up? And then he's like, oh, there she is. That was sketchy. <laughs> Which I should have done the first time, but I was like so exhilarated that I just popped back up. Uh huh. But the second time I stayed under and swam and camera, you can hear him go, um, where is she? <laughs> so, but now my neck kind of hurts. So I think I sustained an injury, but I'm okay. But it was worth it. That's awesome. But that's the story of how I went cliff jumping randomly <laughs> Saturday morning. I can't believe it. I, you know, because Saturday morning I went with Katie to go do some wedding stuff. Mm-hmm. And she like looks at her phone. She's like, huh, Ivy's going cliff jumping. And I was like, there's no way Ivy's going cliff jumping. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, absolutely not. This is not happening. And she was like, yeah. No, she's going cliff jumping. And I was like, mm, 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 mm. So, wow, you did it. I did it. I'll show you the video. If that, I was really brave, I would paste, post it for everybody to see, but we'll see if I do that. <laughs> I was laughing, though, because I did post it to my Snapchat story, and at first I was going to caption it, apparently I will jump off a cliff if all my friends are doing it. <laughs> that would have been awesome. So. Yeah, I don't know if you could pay me enough to jump off a cliff in my old age. The mm-hmm. thing was, I was tell when Tyler and I were talking about it on Friday night, I was saying when I was in Italy, when I was in Sicily with dad, we were at this beach and I had just been reading on the beach the whole time and he was like snorkeling around and stuff and he came back and he was like, Hey, look, I mean all the Sicilians are cliff jumping over here. Except they're way high up in the air. Mm-hmm. And he's like, There's this there's this big rock. I think we could climb up to the top and then jump off. And I was like, You've lost your damn mind. <laughs> and he was like come on it'll be fun and i was like all right well how often am i going to be able to say i was in sicily and jumped off this rock with my dad Mm -hmm. so i was like okay so we go and he goes first well he dives down and i'm like okay dad will tell me if it's safe to dive down like if, if it's safe to jump he'll tell me so he dives down he's like it's perfect he goes up to make sure that you can climb up and he jumps off and he comes back up immediately and I was like, okay. And he's like, all right, here, take the GoPro. That GoPro footage has to be just, I don't know. I've never seen it. But I was like, I remember walking up there and being like, I am, I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm so dumb. And I'm standing up at the top. My legs are wobbling. <laughs> I bet. And I'm like crouched over. And I'm like, dad, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, man. And he's like, Ivy, yes, you can. And I was like, I can't. I can't. How do I get back down from here? And he's like, you can't. You have to jump. And I was like, oh, no. I can't do it. I can't do it. And he's like, I'm right here. I'm right here. Just jump off of the rock. And he's like, they're all watching you. And I was like, <laughs> you're making it worse. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm going to die up here. I'm gonna oh. How am I going to get down? Oh, man. And I started to go backwards. And then I was like, oh, you can't go back. Like, the only way off is you have to jump. So I did it. But. <laughs> oh, no. I said, Dad, I never want to see that footage. <laughs> That's so funny. I was like, besides the fact that. One time we were snorkeling and we're going and I had the GoPro on top of my snorkel and, and I'm like, dad's like, come on. And I know, cause I was cracking myself up, but I'm, 
I'm like, I can't believe I'm in this stupid cave. (laughs) So I've seen these movies. I know what happens when you're in these caves. And I was like, but it's too late now. I'm already in here. I can't back out now. I don't know how to get back out. Oh, man. I was like, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear me talking in these videos, but I kind of hope you cannot. (laughs) Hopefully, no. Anyways, that's that's what I've been up to. That is awesome. That's great. <laughs> I did. I sent the video to Katie and I was like, here's the thing. This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? I have to jump in fully clothed, though. And Katie was like, I think you should do it. And then I was watching her and I was like, she doesn't think I'm going to do it. That's why she's saying I should do it. I would have never in a million years would have thought that you would have done it. So good job. Thank you very check that off the bucket list i don't need to do it ever again <laughs> <laughs> you jumped off a rock and a cliff yeah <laughs> horrific no that, now that sounds like a pattern that's not an invitation i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's not an invitation that is awesome and i was like every time you guys say i mean let's go on this cute little thing this little adventure don't you want to go do this thing then i end up in some crazy situation <laughs> camping with me is much more tame I don't want to go camping. I'm just telling you. And it's bougie. I bougie camp. I don't want any camping. I'm done camping. (laughs) I'm retired from camping. It's a lie. It's not a lie. I'm not going. (laughs) Cameron's not moving. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) That is so funny. So the most exciting thing that I've done over the last couple of weeks is read a couple of books. Nice. So as you know, when I get on an airplane, I like to read. Mm -hmm. And, um... Usually I like to read the Reader's Digest because it's perfect. It's just the right amount of stories. There's funny jokes. There's photos, whatever it is. I like the Reader's Digest. And so I go to my favorite little store inside of DFW Airport and I'm looking for a Reader's Digest and I cannot find one. Mm. So either they are sold out or they didn't have it yet or something. So I'm looking for a book to read and I come across one that says it is Reese's Book Club, yep. Reese Witherspoon. Uh-huh. And it is called The Paper Palace. I don't even look at the back of it because the front is so perfect. It's beautiful. It is um, like a pretty spring painting, you know, like light blues and light greens and like it's pastels. It's gorgeous. And I was like, The Paper Palace, I wonder what this is about. And I, I kind of see that it's about like a summer house. And I'm like, all right, cool. I can be down with this. This will be a good read. Have you read this book? No. It's traumatic. (laughs) (laughs) It is about generational trauma. It is about a lake house that they go to every year. Uh, But it is, it was an amazing book. It was really good. Uh, But it was a lot. It was not a light read. It was not a reader's digest. It was a heavy book. Oh, my but it was really good. I would recommend it to anybody to read. Uh, but it's about this lady, Elle. And, she, and part of it is she has to choose between her childhood best friend, who becomes her lover, and the family that is the stable, good, healthy choice. Um, so that's part of it. But that's not even like the, the, the worst part of it. There's like there's so many layers of, of trauma. It was like, was, oh boy. I wish I would have known. I wish somebody would have said something to me. Probably you should have read the back of the book. I probably should have. But the front, the cover got me because I was like, this is beautiful. Oh, it's no, no, pastels. no. You can't let that. You can't let that be the and thing. And I saw Reese's name on it. I was like, she can't do anything too crazy, right? She was in that show where they killed somebody. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. Million Little Lies or something. Paper <laughs> Houses of Lies. I don't know. <laughs> it's a very good show, though. <laughs> it was a good book, too. I read the book. I bet it was a good book. Yeah. I think one of you guys gave it to me for Christmas. Probably. Yeah. Probably me. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah. So, um, anyways, The Paper Palace by Miranda Cowley Heller. It's a good book. Uh, not if you're ready to relive any trauma. But I, it's wild, <clears throat> wild trauma. You don't get to read it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. No, no. So I have enough going on in this brain of mine mm-hmm. that I don't need to be inviting anything else. Yeah. So uh, when I was preparing for this trip, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do to pass the time while I am driving because it is two basically 10 hour days i it says 18 hours so that's nine hours a day but you have to stop and pull over and potty and eat and do things so it's basically two 10 hour days and i was driving past albuquerque by about an hour so it was going to be 10 or 11 hours that first day and then the next day would be a little bit shorter but much of that trip is country Mm -hmm. like you don't have phone signal and stuff and so Auntie was like, oh, you can download Audible. You use my Audible account and you can listen to a book. And I had in my head that I was going to listen to, I can't even remember what it was. But as I pull up the audio Audible app, the, as I'm like leaving grandpa's house, I see this book called The Maid by Nita Prose. Have you read it? No. Uh, it was so good. And I wonder if I would have enjoyed it as much reading it as listening to it because the person who did the reading of it was fantastic Hmm. she was so good and she the the main character her name's molly she's a maid (laughs) she's like my mom thought it was going to be such a cute name for me but not with the profession that i went into (laughs) (laughs) so um but she is autistic and she is like the kind of autistic that's like very regimented like she her hair is parted in the middle and combed straight down and she you know has a very scheduled life and she likes things very orderly and she follows all of the rules and stuff and it's a murder mystery because she gets roped into this murder (laughs) and it was the reading of it was so good nice um and i enjoyed it so much and like I'm listening to this book and like I would get a phone call and like Dustin would be like, hey, where are you at on the road? Like I'm just checking in and making sure you're safe. And I'm like, I am just to this part of this book. Like I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. So if you've got an Audible account or another one where you can like listen to a book, highly recommend The Maid. It was really good. It was so funny because she talks about, Molly talks about how she has a hard time reading people's cues. Like she doesn't understand like something that might be funny like to you and I. She's like, I don't understand why that's funny. Like I don't get it. Um, And there's this one point in the book where she misinterprets somebody so bad with with what's going on that I like I had almost had to pull over because I was like laughing so hard. (laughs) It was so good. It was such the reader. The person who did the audible was it was it was great. So I would recommend that one to anybody. And um, I'm sure the like reading of the book is just as good, but hearing this other person and inter- their interpretation of how, how it was perfect. It was great. It was awesome. So 
that's what that's what's going on in Biddy Book Club. Um, nice. Other than uh, Terry had a book delivered to me while I was gone called Mad Honey. Um, and it looks like it's going to be really good. So she said that she has started to listen to it and she loves it. Nice. Yeah. So I'm <clears throat> I'm I'll read it when I get the time. Like right now, I'm still really busy doing other things. So, but I will start that book probably this week sometime. So yeah, that's that's it for the book club. Nice. Mm-hmm. Is it time for thanks for the memories? It is time for thanks for the memories. Thing. We've been talking a long time today. <laughs> well, we haven't seen each other in a while. Oh, you're welcome, everyone, for this <laughs> lengthy podcast that has to hold you over about a month. So. Yeah. Um. Okay. Thanks for the memories. <coughs> Where to start, even? Well, let me begin with this. Like mm-hmm. I said, I went to the Pitbull concert with Ruthie. Mm-hmm. We went shopping on Sunday. She picked out my outfit. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is what I think we would look super hot in. And I was like, okay. Except she was much more conservatively dressed than I was. Oh, no. Well, we were both wearing blazers, so the total overall outfit was um, different, but also I have thigh-high boots and Ruthie doesn't. Gotcha. Anyways, I took this picture of us when we were getting ready, and it's kind of blurry, but it's like it's a good picture of us getting ready. Mm-hmm. I posted that one, and then I posted another one on my Snapchat story, and it unleashed. Oh, man. Everybody crawled out of the woodwork, huh? The depths of the woodwork. <laughs> I was like... I didn't even know some of you watched this. <laughs> I didn't even know you guys were on my Snapchat. So I get all these messages, all these guys. And I was like, I mean, I know that usually, especially lately, I'm in like workout clothes or my scrubs most of the time. But like underneath all of that, I've been working very hard over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, um, this is why I don't dress like this. Right. Um, but I also had my makeup snatched, my hair was done. Anyways, it was a bit wild to have all of the all of these dudes in my DMs. But mm-hmm. and then I was just cracking up because then also these guys from like dating apps and stuff that I've let them have my Snapchat, they were like, Whoa. <laughs> okay. Anyways, did you want to go on a date? Because I don't normally dress like this. <laughs> this is for a concert. This is not just an everyday Ivy outfit. Right. Um, although to be fair, most times I'm going to a concert, I'm also just wearing a t-shirt and jeans. So, um, anyways, that was kind of funny. And then I was just kind of reflecting on like different relationships that I have in my life. And I was laughing because I talked to two of my guy friends this week for over an hour for both of them. Wow. And I was like, oh, you two are real chatty, not usually chatty individuals in person. Hmm. So I was like, I guess you guys had a lot to say. (laughs) Um, so that was one thing. And then uh, last time we podcast, I was trying to remember it, but last time we podcast, I was debating blowing off a date. And I actually ended up going on that date. It mm-hmm. was just a little football watching date. But I was sitting there with this man and I was like, this is, he was just saying some wild stuff. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, this is a bit crazy. Like what? Give me an example. Like just... Um, well, it's been a while. It's been like a month, so I couldn't give you an example. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking like that was a little racist. And oh, like Oh man. Like just and I called him out on it mm-hmm. and he was like, No, it wasn't and I was like, mm, okay, I guess agree to disagree. But because I have been trying not to just be like, Oh, that was a little bit racist and like keep going. Like Yeah. I called him on it and yeah. was like, You can't say stuff like that. And he was like, Like what? And I was like, 
like what you just said we have bigger issues at hand here yeah i mean that wasn't like the biggest offense but i was just like this is just mm, this is i'm not really down for this also i had been kind of in a weird headspace so when i got when i when i was with him i was like here's the deal dude i don't like being touched as long as you don't try to touch me we'll be fine and then i was like shit talking because we're watching football and he kept trying to like tell me to be quiet and i was like don't touch me i already said right anyways i just was like i'm not really feeling this but i kept talking to him for like the next day and then after that i was like i just don't see this going the way like i think like he like was like oh let's take a picture and send it to my friends in the group chat and i was like okay that's weird but all right and so like we did because he was like oh i'm on a date like this is what we're doing and i was like this is just i don't know i was Hmm. like i mean i guess if your friends need to know that i'm not trying to kill you that's one thing yeah so i was like whatever but it just was like i don't know i just wasn't you weren't there no Mm -hmm. also let me tell you the biggest offense and this is where i was like i have to get okay there were two one he was cooking dinner but he was just using his bare hands oh no and i was like i'm like watching him and then i watched him wash his hands and so Mm -hmm. i was like okay maybe like Maybe I need to not freak out. Mm-hmm. But then I went to use the restroom and I, you know, pee, flush the toilet. I go over to the sink. There's no soap. Oh, no. There's no soap to be found anywhere. It's like a long countertop and there's no soap. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, what do I do? So I like turned the water on blazing hot and like blast my hands and was like. I think there's hand sanitizer in my purse. Oh my gosh. But I was like, how do you not, how do you not have soap in your restroom? I need you to have soap in your restroom. Yep. 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 Any future dates for Ivy? Have soap in your restroom. Please, please have soap in your restroom. So, um, anyways, that was, that was that one. And I was reminded of the tweet that I saw one time that was like, what, what did you see that made you turn around right away? And I was like, you know, I've seen some things. I've seen some things. But the no soap in the restroom really like threw me off. Out. It's like, you touched my food with your bare ass hands <laughs> earlier. Anyways. Um, but in the meantime of all of this, I've been talking to this dude. He's a pilot. Nice. Um, yeah, super nice. But he doesn't live in Texas. <laughs> oh, no. No. Where does he live? He lives in Wisconsin okay somewhere okay anyways he has like the same route that he flies all the time mm-hmm. um because he's the captain so he has like the same cities that he does frequently and i was um telling him that he should never go to memphis <laughs> i was like memphis is the worst state in this entire it's the worst city in this entire country wrong stockton I mean, it, that is an exaggeration. It's definitely not the worst, but it was one of the wildest places I've ever seen. I've never seen such disparity between one area and another in a city before. Gotcha. Okay. That's not true. I've been to El Paso, but <laughs> I was like, I was talking, I was talking to a guy the other day about El Paso because it's the only place in Texas that he's ever been. And he was like, how did you feel when you were driving here and you 
hit El Paso. And I was like, I told my husband at the time to turn around. I begged dad. <laughs> I was in the U-Haul with dad begging him to turn around. I was like, please, please, can we go back to California? I think we were all crying. It was like the worst. El Paso is terrible. El Paso is not a uh, place that you want to see moving from California to Texas. Yeah. Like you just don't want to be like, no, is the not. whole state like this? <laughs> and like, obviously he had been there before we just, we didn't just decide to move sight unseen. Right. So he knew what Keller looked like. Yeah. But I was like, what have you done? <laughs> I, re- I remember him saying, just give it, give it time. Like we're, we, we've got like 10 more hours and then we're, you know, and I like, I love Fort Worth. So <laughs> I was like, this is the worst thing you guys have ever done to me. For like that a year, shanty I was town, mad. the shanty town. I was just like, "What the hell is this? What is this? What are we looking at here?" Yeah. So, but you talking anyways, to a pilot? So yeah. Anyways, I'm driving to go be in the wilderness for two days, and <coughs> I'm like, "Oh, he's like, he sends me a text. He's like, guess who's gonna be overnighting in DFW on Tuesday?" And I was like, "Shut up! Are you really?" And he's like, yes. So Tuesday night, I'm going out with the pilot, finally. Oh, all right. Are you guys meeting up somewhere for dinner? Um, Yep. Very nice. Yeah. Very cool. Well, good luck with that. I know. I, I want a full report. The, okay, so here's the thing. He's a huge Packers fan, obviously. Nice. Um, He owns his house. Oh, nice. Um, And he loves Halloween. It's his favorite holiday. Nice. And then Christmas. And Fourth of July is in his top holidays. Hey. Hey. I know. Wow. But, so he was one of the guys that when I very when I decided to when I was switching up my bumble tactic and I was sending all these boys how many holes are in a straw. Gotcha. Because number one, I needed a I needed to pull the masses. But number two, it's a very important question. Okay, I need to know if you're right or wrong. <laughs> and so the other day I'm talking to him and he's it's one long hole. <laughs> I cannot get into this right now. Here's the thing. The fact that this argument has lasted over a year <laughs> and it's still like we still fight about it all the time. Not fight about it. We have a lively discussion about it all the time. Yeah. Anyways. So we are. Oh, wait. I did go on a date the other night. I went on a date the other night. We went to Mikosina and then we were walking around downtown Fort Worth. Uh huh. And and we walked around downtown for like probably 45 minutes. Well. Oh. We okay. went over to the water gardens and everything. Man, I love walking around the water gardens. Did, was the water off? The water was on. Oh, nice. But I wasn't really like all that into it. Anyways, another date that I wasn't that into. But gotcha. Um. Anyways, so I asked the pilot the other day. I'm like, hey, what would you do if you had a whole weekend? Because usually he's working on the weekends or he's at home. But like it's usually he's working like Wednesday to Monday. So anyways, he's like, I was like, what would you do if you had a whole weekend free to do whatever you want? Mm-hmm. I was like, you can go wherever you want. Money's not an op- like an object. Like, what are you going to do? I feel like that really is telling. Uh-huh. He sends me back. I would spend one whole day dedicating my research to figuring out how many holes are in a straw. <laughs> I like you. And I was like, I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> so i was like oh, that's okay <laughs> i awesome. deserved that one <laughs> uh and then he was like or um i mean he told me a bunch of other things but i was cracking up because i was like sir 
But anyways, <laughs> so, okay, so it's a maybe he's going to be overnight on Tuesday. Oh. But I think he finds out tomorrow Fingers for sure. Crossed. Yeah. He's cute. Cool. If he looks like his pictures and he matches up, I'm going to probably be fucked, but. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm going to be once again in love with a dude that does not live here. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, that's, that's thanks for the memories. Awesome. So the other day I was on the phone with Auntie Terry or we were poloing or something. And she was like, there's some things that you say that are a little bit different than the way that I say them. And she's like, and nine times out of 10, you're correct in your pronunciation of things or in the way that you say the phrase, like, uh, you always say, couldn't care less. And she's like, I always say, could care less. No, it, you cannot care less. Exactly. And, and she was like, and then I realized, couldn't is right. Because if you could care less, that means you care a little. So couldn't care less is right. So then the other day she like was all, oh, I figured out the other phrase that you say all the time that I say different. I say all of the sudden. And she says all, all of, of a, a sudden. sudden. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden. <laughs> so <laughs> I posted it on my Facebook and I was like, what do you say? Do you say all of the sudden or all of a sudden? And the 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 people straight down the middle <laughs> everybody's like the a and if i hear somebody say it the other way i think it's wrong but i just i didn't even realize i said it differently all of a sudden all of a sudden all of a sudden all of a sudden i was doing this the other day with something uh-huh dang i wish i could remember what i was saying and katie was like are you okay because <laughs> i was saying it really fast and like to myself and she was like what is- all of a sudden why all are of you a sudden. what was i doing oh this guy was trying to tell me a knock knock joke and i was guessing what the answer was and so i kept saying i was he was like knock knock who's there and he said whatever it was and i kept saying it faster and faster and faster until i could figure out that he was going to ask me on a date, but I can't, now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Dang. What was it? I sent it to the group chat. I know I did. <laughs> if your group chat is anything like my group it's chat, gonna that's going to be very difficult. It's going to be find. buried, yeah. buried, even though it was just like just the other day. So anyway, let us know if you say all of the sudden or all of a sudden, but music minute. So, uh, a lot of our friends have been playing solos, some smaller like solo sets around town. And so if you are in the Fort Worth area and you are in the music scene, keep an eye out because they'll just kind of post it like maybe just before. There are some people that are really good, like Big Mike, Michael Richardson. He's perfect. He'll give you his schedule for the week and let you know where he's going to be playing and, and what times. But there will be people who will just be like, Hey, I'm going to be at, you know, wherever. I'll say Cat City Girl, but I know that that's wrong. Shaw's Patio. I'll be playing Shaw's Patio this evening from this time to this time. So keep an eye oh, out yeah, for that. Oh, yeah, I have seen those. Um, And because lots of times when you see people with their full band, like you always see Sean. Um, oh, my gosh. how Sean, I'm so sorry. I've like blanked on your last name from the Cutthroat Finches. Sean, everybody's yelling at, at me right now. Um. He does solo stuff very rarely, but when he does, Sean Russell, it's a big deal. And so, like, keep an eye out for any of our friends that are doing a solo set because it's going to, like, blow your mind. And then um, on Friday night, I, like, I got home Thursday, 
Friday I took off of work because I was just exhausted and there were some things that I needed to do and follow up on. Um, but Friday evening, I... I know what the joke is. Okay, tell it to me. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Wendy. Wendy who? Okay, and then that's what I kept going. Wendy who? Wendy who? Wendy who? Wendy who? Katie was like... Also, by the way, that's a like... 7 a.m. We're at work one morning and I was like, when do you, 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 I was like, oh, when do you, and he's like, when do you want, when do you want to go out with me for a coffee date? But the way that I was walking around talking to myself going, when do you, when do you, that's a great way to ask somebody out on a date. so smooth. I was like, I will go anytime with that level of smooth. Like, especially knowing that you love knock knock jokes. Well, that's on my that's on my profile. Oh, that's awesome. If you want to make me laugh, tell me a knock knock joke. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. So, did you go on a coffee date with him? He's been out of town, but when he comes back, yeah. Okay, awesome. I can't wait to hear about it. So Friday evening, um, I get or Friday day, whatever it was, I get a text message from our pal Dustin. Yep. And he says, I've got some friends that are playing at a little club called the Railhead. Holy shit. I thought the Railhead closed. <laughs> Tomcat's closed. Tomcat's closed. I thought it was Railhead. I thought that place got condemned. Uh, There were some problems, I think, with it. Man, I haven't heard Railhead in a long time. Right. And I was like, I went saw a shitty band there. <laughs> I was all, uh, you've already taken me to the railhead once. Like, do we have to do this again? And I was like, he's all, I promised my neighbor because it was his neighbor's band. And he's like, and there's this band playing called Whiskey Dick that I've heard a lot about. A lot about. Because there is somebody in that band. His name is Johnson. I don't know his first name. There's <laughs> another person in the band named Fritz. I don't know his last name. So there's Fritz and Johnson. Johnson used to be in a band called Steadfast. There's a dude named Johnson and his band is Whiskey Dick. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he played in a band called Steadfast with Matt Stubbs. Mm-hmm. And um, the original drummer for I Was Once Eaten called um, Jesse. And our good friend Matt Thomas. Mm-hmm. I was like, how did Matt Thomas get in this band called steadfast and he was all craigslist <laughs> oh like, no not adver- misconnection <laughs> they advertised for a bassist and matt thomas was the one who answered i love that actually it's great so anyways um but so i was like all right i'll go and I was like a little bit nervous and Dustin was because I was like this like these are metal shows like this yeah, is yeah, a yeah. metal thing. And um, I was like, what am I going to have in common with people who listen to this much metal? And he's like, you're friends with me and Stubbs. And I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. And he's like, this is just like our people that go to like Lola's all the time or that go to mass or that go, you know, like it's the same it's the same thing, but it's just with like metal music. And he's like, and everybody's so nice. Not not that I thought that people would be mean, but I was just like, you know. Aesthetically, I, I don't fit in with metal people. That was, was what your I, thought process. That was my thought process. <laughs> Absolutely right. But I did wear black and I wore my boots with the chunky heels 
And I oh, mean, wow, you really tried to dress the part. I here. did. I did. I was going for it. I was committed. I was all in. And um, so I, I was like, how many people are we going to know here? And he's like, well, we'll know my neighbor and we'll know the people in Whiskey Dick. And I was like, OK, cool. So um, I need to meet Johnson and Whiskey Dick. <laughs> you really do. Um, so we walk in and uh, immediately go get a drink. And then we we see Johnson. So we go over to the table. <laughs> I can't take Johnson seriously. Fritz. I, don't, I don't even know him and I can't take him seriously. Uh, so it was, it, he's a very interesting man. We, we sat and talked to him about, about traveling cause it, they've, you know, things had to shut down for a couple of years, but they're back into it and they're like, they've gone to Europe again and they've done all these things. And they're kind of like a big deal band. Like they, like Johnson was saying, I can't believe we get paid to to do this. So we're listening to bands called like Iron Jaw and I don't know, Clash of the Titans or whatever they're called. <laughs> Why did you just do that like Brian, baby Brian voice to say it too? Because <laughs> I was trying to be tough. Oh, like I was yeah, trying to yeah. be like a metal person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. So this... This show that we're at is it's so cute that it's somebody's it's so cute. It's somebody's birthday bash. His name is Warren. So he calls the show like Warren Peace, like W A R hyphen N hyphen Peace or something like that. Why wouldn't he call it Warren W A R R E N Peace? I don't know. This is boys made this stuff up. <laughs> so anywho, like uh watching all these bands and I'm people watching and it's fascinating. There was a gentleman there who was like probably six foot eight. Nice. In his stocking feet. Was he in his stocking feet? No. He was in boots with chunky heels wearing a kilt. Nice. Some sort of shirt and one of those like death creeper hats you know like that that go like a steampunk kind of a hat. Like No I'm not familiar. It's like a top hat but wonky. A top hat but wonky. Okay. Like it goes out, like it's exaggerated. Like the Mad Hatter's hat. Okay. Okay. This man is gigantic. And then everybody there is long hairs. Like long hairs. Oh, Why are you saying like dinosaur, long neck dinosaurs? Everybody's got long hairs, metals. That that's like that's what we called them back in the day. Long hairs. There everybody was long. You just made that up. I swear to Buddha. Ask anybody. They'll I'm tell text you. text Auntie Terry right now. And say, did you call people with long hair back in the day long hairs? This yes, we so did. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> so tough. Did you see that old long hair over there? Yeah, exactly. No. Yes. <laughs> so there's long hairs and there's, uh, anyway. Oh, long hair, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> see that old long hair over there? But all of the people who I can't breathe. <laughs> Of this whole story, long hairs was not no, the thing I thought. I'm about to pee myself. <laughs> <laughs> because then I was thinking about how Jeffrey Lord used to have really long hair. <laughs> I was just about to say, except for a lot of the people our age are going bald. And so then there, there's the long hairs hey, and hey, there was hey, the hey. no hairs. You're pitching this thing out. Oh, sorry. Long hairs. No, and shut no. up. <laughs> not no hairs. <laughs> so... <laughs> She's having to put things down. <laughs> and a bunch of no hair. <laughs> as 
as I'm watching these people, because I'm people watching as you do at a concert. <laughs> do, you so? do we need to pause? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so unwell right now. I need to call my sister. <laughs> um, anywho, I'm people watching. And as people are coming into the bar, which... <laughs> They're all greeting each other just like we do. Everybody's long hair. <laughs> what up, what up, long hair? Uh, hugs, kisses. How have you guys been doing? It's been so long since I've seen you. This is so great. And I was like, oh, this really is just like when we go out to Lola's, but with a whole different group of people. Like, I, we're all the same. We're all the same underneath. Pitbull was saying that. Pitbull was like, it doesn't matter if you speak English or Spanish. We all speak music. We all speak music. That's exactly right. Deep man, that little, that little <laughs> dude. That little Mr. Dude. 305. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. He's also Mr. 305. That's the zip code from or the area Miami? Code from Miami. Oh, nice. Flash up on the screen. I didn't just make that up. <laughs> oh. Okay. He also says it in songs. Does he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like on International Love with Chris Brown. He's like, there's nothing like the 305. Huh. Okay. Well, um, so we're watching all of these metal bands. There's five piece. There's six piece. There's all sorts of people up on these stages. And then Whiskey Dick gets up there. They've got their sign. And I see Fritz start pulling out all of these acoustic guitars. Like, I don't know, six of them. Mm-hmm. and a couple of chairs and i was like what is this like happy what birthday. is this happy birthday who i thought that's <clears> what <throat> he's gonna play with all these acoustic guitars no oh so i am like sitting at this table with dustin we're talking and i'm like we're talking as these people are setting up and then fritz has this beautiful voice it's deep it's melodic. It's wonderful. And these two sitting up there on their chairs with these acoustic guitars, like acoustic electric, obviously, they are, I don't even know what to call it. It's awesome, though, because it's just like, it blew my mind because it's not metal, but it's not like country and it's not whatever. It's like, amazing amazing and they're two absolutely fantastic guitarists and they fritz's voice is so great and he's so good with the crowd and everybody loves him everybody loves him and y'all like need to check them out because it was so unexpected and johnson does something with his guitar where he changes it like from sounding like acoustic to sounding completely electric and it's so cool and he's so talented and it was it was great it was great and they call fort worth home and i love it and although johnson was like we don't play much around here anymore because people around here don't care about us <laughs> he's like but when we travel people care and i was like oh that's interesting and they had every kind of merch that you could possibly think of. They had, of course, t-shirts and like baseball caps, but then they had like bucket hats and they had keychains that were like, they weren't like lanyards. They were almost like, you know, like the little wristlet on a clutch, like yeah. little wristlets that were keychains. And they had, I don't know, toothbrushes. It was wild. The amount of 
of merch that these guys have. But Johnson was explaining to me that that's where you make your money is with the merch. Like, because people can find your music anywhere, but... You have to make money with the merch. You make money That's with funny because my friend was just saying the other night that you don't make very much money off of t-shirts unless you can sell like thousands. Right. But like when you go, like when you do shows like they do, like where they're playing with like really like big people. Well, yeah, then I'm sure you're getting. <clears throat> yeah. Because like people will see you guys play and then they want to come out and get your merch like, you know, like we do. Um, and That's so, true. I have merch from a show that I was at the other day. I've listen to the band like once yeah but it has ghosts and it glows in the dark nice see great and then the the last piece for our little music minute is uh fort worth just recently fort worth weekly put out their best of i saw a bunch of our friends are nominated yeah so um first we'll say congratulations to the podcast people um fort worth roots and the jerry jonestown massacre both won for best podcast um but what a lot of us did not realize was that as we were casting our best of votes, there was a whole section that was about music, like the best bass player, the best band, the best album that you've heard over the past couple of years, the best singer, the best keyboardist, like all of these different categories. So I'm filling them in, like thinking, oh, they're going to get a best of. Well, what that actually was, was the start of the nomination process for the Fort Worth Weekly Music Awards. They're coming back this year. Oh, I was like, I thought, yeah, I thought I saw go vote. <laughs> yeah. So voting opens tomorrow, the 10th, and goes through like November the 10th. It's like a whole solid month of, of voting. Um, there's a a big expanded list of, of categories and nominations online. But it was really funny because none of us realized what we were doing. So if you look at the, what was posted in the weekly, it's like the same five people, like the same five bands It's Arenda light. It's the Royal. Oh yeah. I did notice me motor scooter and uncle Uncle toasty. And, uh, so it was really funny. And then there are some couple of off categories, like, you know, for like rap artists. So, you know, you see Rex and you see other people that Lou Charles, yeah, Lou Charles and stuff. And like, but, it was really funny because not knowing what we were actually doing, you can see who, who was who, nominated. Yeah, who was <clears throat> who people were thinking were the best of. So um, go online. Voting opens tomorrow. They do say that there will be some sort of showcase and they're calling it Awards 2022. So they've only got a couple months left, you know, mm-hmm. so they have to be working on it. But. Um, keep an eye out for the showcase for the awards show and you know get online and and vote for your favorite artists in fort worth music artists and if the fort worth weekly would like us to give an award to our friends so we pronounce their names correctly we could do that for you absolutely 100 percent. we're in even though i do still call him joe tack just because (laughs) it cracks me up (laughs) so yes that was it that's all that's all i got well that was a hefty episode. That was two, almost three hours. That's awesome. You guys. That's excessive. Enjoy I hope it. you're sick of us. Enjoy, enjoy it. This is all you get for the next month. Bye, Treehouse. Bye. Love you, mean it. Bye.